I know you can't wait to see Wong. I get it. Uh, I just want to make sure that you don't think this is one of those cameo every week type of shows. That's not. Well, except Bruce and Blonsky and Wong. Just remember whose show this actually is. Welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Hey, hey Di. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jeff. We so, are back. Yeah, again. I was going to say that at New York Comic Con, I couldn't help but think of you. Like, I, I was obviously, I was thinking about you because all the, the cool stuff, but... Uh-huh. Marvel was really focusing on their new release for It's Jeff, which is Jeff the Land Shark. Are you familiar oh. with Jeff the Land Shark at all? No. So I Jeff don't... the Land Shark, <laughs> he's exactly what he sounds like. He a is a, a tiny, cute land shark who has feet, and he's the pet of Gwenpool. Oh. Yes. And so they launched a new it. comic, and it was like everywhere. It's Jeff. And I was like, it is Jeff. It's Jeff. Hi, Jeff. We'll proceed to change my profile, Abby, to a it's land Jeff. shark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's up, buddy? Just recovering. Not, I mean, I'm uh, yeah. good, actually, yeah. but it's just like one another thing week. after another. I mean, yeah, I just got back from Austin yeah. last night, 24 hours ago. I was on a plane back home here to LA yeah was there for like a couple days for the fest for a music festival mm-hmm. um and yeah it was fun Austin is a great city it's a good city I would love to go back I would love to have reason to go back I would love to have the funds to go back <laughs> that's a good time I though. agree because my <laughs> funds are low <laughs> <laughs> it's the food though right it's the food you can't help but indulge it was great. on the people the hospitality yeah everything it was like it was just a pleasure it was a pleasure to be there that's good i was like can't wait to come back yeah that's fantastic and then i'm back from new york that's right any more cons coming up one more one more for the year in for the year in december it'll be columbus galaxy con one of my favorite shows columbus ohio 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 nice yes so it'll be it'll be a good time i mean we yep i don't know how big the team will be but uh we'll be out there just repping per usual. That's exciting. Yeah, and we have some some other artists that haven't been able to join us for shows, um, you know, throughout the the ones that we've been doing throughout this the last few months. Yeah. And so one of my my new great friends, um, Suspiria Vilches, uh, who is Suspiria Land on on Instagram, she's like a horror fanatic, and uh, and fantastic female artist that I adore. Um, she's finally, she's coming to her first American show. She lives in Canada. Oh, that's exciting. And so this is her first American show. So, so shout out to, to Susie, um, who I'm excited to hang out with. Um, but yeah, Super I had both my girls in New York. Ooh. And so New York Comic Con was kind of my own pleasure trip to hang out with friends. But, um, I helped out the guys while I was there for like half the day each day and, and I had both. I was literally bookended by Joelle Jones and Tula Lote. Nice. So we just went went for it, and they were <laughs> super busy. They were they had so much um, so much to do while they were at their tables, and 
It was it was a good crowd. Hell it was yeah. nice. And of course, New York is Chef's Kiss. Love love everything about New York and I agree. Same. Yeah, it was nice to get back after freaking three years. Whoosh. Whoa. Yeah. Really? I haven't been since before the pandemic. That's crazy. Yeah. So I was like, finally got to see those friends again. Yeah. And it was kind of weird because it felt like I had just seen them. You yeah. know what I mean? It didn't sure. feel like it was three years later. Um, and seeing some of the sites that, you know, I used to love, like, sadly, my, my first hotel. I say first hotel because I, I ended up moving half, not even halfway through. But my the, the hotel that I was initially booked at, it's just not the same because it's a smaller hotel like on the corner next to msg and i used to go there every year religiously and stay in that hotel if i wasn't with one of my friends and and so just to be safe um i booked the hotel and yeah it's she's not the same she's just (laughs) not the same she suffered a little bit during the uh during the lockdown so so yeah it was it was kind of rough and i ended up staying with friends after all but all in all the the trip was amazing and i got to meet our friend sebastian stan (laughs) oh that's right <laughs> and i mean it did have its yes, up and downs yes, but yes, but yes. it was you know uh unfortunately some people don't know how to treat celebrities like human beings so that person ruined it for many other people um it wasn't me <laughs> imagination <laughs> was not me um and so i'm hoping like next time around he'll feel a little little better yeah and um but but he was nice i mean you know he was nice um uh, but yeah, hopefully next time will be yeah. a better experience <laughs> for both of us. <laughs> Poor Seb. I know. Poor I Seb. Know. Um, but in other news, uh, the She-Hulk series has officially ended. And so that's great timing considering today's character study, yep. which will undoubtedly contain many a spoiler. Super <laughs> yeah. amount of spoilers. So, so sorry, we're not tiptoeing around. Yeah, we are. Officially, no. Yeah. Like if you're not caught up by now. Sorry. Can't help you. Or or watch it and uh, then yeah. listen to the, uh, exactly. the episode. Ample warning. Spoiler yes. warning. Spoiler warning. Here and <laughs> here and here. Um, but before we jump in, do you want to talk anything? Talk about anything else? Is there anything that's happened? I, I mean, think? I know that we have Black Panther coming up mm-hmm. soon in November. Yeah. Um, gotta that's find some time to watch it. that because I'm going to be in Denver during that time yeah. when it comes out. Oh, but, that's right. Yeah, no. Um, other than that, yeah. Marvel news wise, yeah, there's nothing like Spider Man No Way Home, the extended happy fun it's coming out on version digital. is yeah. coming out, yeah, other uh, but than nothing that, crazy. Um, no, re- ready for a put, we haven't even seen anything for the Christmas special on Guardians of the Galaxy. No, so. that's, I think, I think the, the week before, maybe the, the end of this month, I'm predicting the end of this month or just after Wakanda Forever opens. We're getting that guardian like stuff. Like a week after, right yeah. after. Like they're gonna, they're pulling that bump, bumper to bumper again, where it's literally like, what was it? What was it? Was Doctor Strange and Ms. Marvel? Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's starting Thor, to overlap. Like yeah, the yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder tr- teaser yeah. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And so they've officially started the Wakanda Forever season, like full on, because like they're rolling out the character like vignettes and all that the stuff. The Entertainment now. Weekly mm-hmm. character posters the covers, and everything. Yeah. yeah. And so all that stuff's starting to roll out. So I imagined, yeah, by 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 yeah. Halloween, if not the first. Yeah, we're going weekend. headstrong at the end yeah. of the year for Oof. Marvel. So cry, and <sighs> also, yeah, they they debuted merchandise for Guardians of the Galaxy, not three, but for the Christmas special. Yes. They, at, at New York Comic Con, they had an exclusive like Christmas ugly sweater mug. Oh. I was like, oh no, 
that means the end is here. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, it's, it's like two years ago. We're just like, oh, I can't wait till Guardians comes out. And then now I'm like, oh, my God, it's in May. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, the special's Crazy. in December and it's right here. Crazy. And so um, I think at California Adventure, in the Avengers campus, I think they also had some Christmas stuff, but I, I couldn't readily place it. But the fact that it's already rolling out. Yeah. <laughs> says everything. They're about to do it. Marketing is coming in. It's coming in real hot. So yeah, be prepared. Wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's it, Let's right? We can roll, roll right yeah. into it. Roll right into our character <laughs> study today. Indeed. Um, and of course, we are not experts. We don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. So please enjoy. Um, yes, today, uh, fresh on everyone's palate, the one and only Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk. Woo. Or Shulky. Shulky. Shulky if you're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, so this character is obviously very new to the MCU. Like quite literally just finished the se- the first season of her own miniseries on Disney+. Plus. Um, but let's take it back a bit to the, to the very beginning, so to speak. Uh, She-Hulk was created by Stanley, some guy named Stanley, and John Buscema, who we're hearing more of as as we examine the broader Mar- Marvel universe here. Um, and She-Hulk's first appearance was in the Savage She-Hulk number one, cover dated February nineteen eighty. Oh, so we've officially veered into the eighties. Here's the cover for Ooh. you, Jeff. It's it's quite homagey to the Incredible Hulk first appearance. Got it. Okay, where. Jennifer Walters is kind of silhouetted or foreshadowed with the giant hulking yeah. She-Hulk. Um, pretty, pretty accurate for all for all that she is and how we know her now. Obviously, just a little dated. You know, it's it's the sure. '80s. That's the turn of the '70s. So, bell bottoms, um, scarf. <laughs> it's but like an ascot scarf. Ascot almost. scarf. Yes. Uh. Um, yeah, and it's it's pretty pretty straightforward, um, and so. Uh, an interesting thing I did want to cover right from the get-go is that She-Hulk comes from an era of Marvel where they started introducing female characters, uh-huh. female versions of oh, existing of characters. characters. Okay. Right. And so uh, I don't know that many people know this, but, you know, given given the way that they had sort of competition yeah. <laughs> with a certain publisher called Detective Comics, um, you know, DC, they, they kind of ping-ponged back and forth and and seeing who could create a certain kind of character first and then the other would parody it, right? And so Marvel kind of wanted to nip that in the bud. And they were like, okay, we have these, these tentpole characters like the Hulk and Iron Man and Spider-Man. What if we started, instead of, of creating oppositions for DC characters, we started, we jumped on it for our male characters and created a female version. Mm. So it was also a trademark thing. They wanted to get in front of the trademarking and that so no one else could come in and be like, well, you guys have Spider-Man, but we're going to create Spider-Woman. You know, and so Marvel's like, no, 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 no. You can't have our money. And so on the heels of creating Spider-Woman, they then created Jennifer Walters as She-Hulk or She-Hulk. I don't know what the inflection would be at the time, but I feel uh, like, yeah. So they, they just tried to get in front of that. Um, but speaking of the first appearance, um, if you were to get the book, this is, I got to say, this is kind of shocking for me because sure, it's a 1980 book, okay. but I've, I consider her a fairly 
new? Not even new, but I feel like she is a popular character. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like she kind of deserves more of a, a value than she does have. Uh-huh. Or at least what it looks like um, right now where, where the book is being offered. But it appears that on Shortboxed, you can get a CGC 9.8, almost perfect, graded book of Savage, uh, Sh- Savage She-Hulk number one for eight, $1,800. So not even $2,000, just $1,800. Oh. Which if you recall, I think it was in our Ultron episode. Even Ultron is worth like fourteen or something or maybe 2000 Yeah. She-Hulk? <laughs> like That's kind of wild to me. Oh, where, I mean... She could be a little more. She could be worth it. Yeah, like give her give yeah. her a couple more grand. I'm kind of surprised that, you know, someone would only only offer it for, for about two grand. And and I think that's pretty consistent from what I've seen at conventions. Sure. Probably a little higher in a local comic store. Uh-huh. But for a nine point eight, I mean you could get it for less Oof. than two grand is kind that's of wild crazy, to me. Yeah. yeah. And so um while on eBay you could get a CGC nine point eight SS I don't think we've talked about an SS. And so an SS oh. is basically signature series. Uh-huh. And so that little strip of paper at the top is a gold one instead. Uh-huh. And it's essentially like they've verified the people who have signed this book are the people that you say they are. Got it. And so <laughs> this is the crazy part. So a 9.8 um, SS signed by Stan Lee and artist Joe Sinnott is $29,000. Holy crap. So I'm like, who's got their wires crossed? Because there's no way that a Stan Lee and Joe Sinnott signature is worth like $22,000. Or what is the math? I can't math. $26,000. You know what I mean? That's That's a lot. So I'm not sure who's right, who's in the right here, but that's, there's a price difference for you. That is so yeah. insane. Yeah, and then of course the lowest, the lowest on short box, um, you could get a five which is like a fair. It's like okay, yeah. Um, for one hundred and twenty five bucks, it's not bad. Not bad on eBay. A CGC nine point two is at auction, and I when I checked it, it was starting at or at around fifty two bucks. So if it's at auction, it's probably gonna go for a hundred, maybe two hundred right now. Yeah. Um, but that's not bad for a graded book of, of that condition. Um, I would hope it went for more. But yeah, I I started to sit there and I was considering. I was like, should, should I just should I get one? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know. I think I might I might have to get one. Um, and then of course a Lucy, you can get one that's just a regular copy for fifty bucks. Right now, just. If you love that She-Hulk, go get you a copy. Fifty yeah. bucks. Find a good start buyer. Start a collection. Start early. Got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere, right? Um, so yeah, is this your first exposure to that? That is She-Hulk. I think visually, yeah, I want to say so, but I feel like there's always been a mention of like, yeah, a female Hulk, She-Hulk. Right. So I think because I feel like a She-Thor, if you will, like a Lady Thor. Yeah, that's more of a surprise concept than a she-hulk like i feel like she's always yeah i think i maybe i don't think i've ever seen anything in media right she-hulk wise but i've heard it's it kind of just like rolls off the tongue too like she-hulk yeah she-hulk it's like like, oh what's Mm -hmm. like what's a girl hulk like a (laughs) she-hulk and you're like oh that makes a lot of sense right but yeah probably probably just heard the name but i think this is my first exposure like visual media wise right yeah 
I mean, I I kind of grew up with Jen Walters. I didn't know very much about her. I will say that much. Like, again, she's always been around because of these comics. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to say one thing in particular. I was I meant to go downstairs and get them. But one thing in particular that was actually very, in, like, it very much introduced me to this character. Back in the 90s, and I think I've told you about this before, but back in 1992 or 1991, uh-huh. they started a very limited series of things that they called the Marvel Swimsuit Specials. Yes. And Jen Walters was on the very first issue oh. of the five. They did it for five consecutive years. It was meant to be parody of like Sports Just Illustrated. Illustrated. Yeah. yeah, and so it was essentially a collective of different artists all drawing our favorite superheroes in swimsuits on some exotic location. Sure. <laughs> and so yes. I think I think the first one, oh, maybe it wasn't Jen. Was it Jen? It was Jen or Rogue. And so one of them was on the cover of the first one and then, you know, after that and so on and so forth. And uh, and so that was kind of like my introduction to her because she was like the it girl of that era. Oh, okay. And so that followed through with the cards, which you'll see here. Um, She-Hulk is not without some sort of showing her strength. So she's <laughs> got barbells. Yeah. yeah. And this, like you, you'll, you'll note with the ending credits is also very reminiscent. Oh, it's like a homage It's to an that? homage of this. Oh uh, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and so there's a 1993, yeah, Marvel masterpiece um, by Joe Jusco where, or Hildebrandt, sorry, um, where she's very much lifting weights, showing the boys how to do it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, I feel like that's that's kind of my introduction to her. I think she popped up in a couple of cartoons as well, and so um, that's kind of how I knew her. But I've, I've, what I really liked about the show was like getting a feel for a very modern take on what seems to be pretty in line with a classic character. Um, but I'll go ahead and read one of these card backings. And so uh, from 1992, drawn by Joe, Joe Jusco, featuring a purple clad bodysuit, Jen Walters, I don't know, she downed a sentinel from what it looks like. Um, it's a She-Hulk transformed into the sensational She-Hulk after an emergency blood transfusion from her cousin Bruce Banner, better known as the Incredible Hulk, Jennifer Walters gains superhuman strength, massive size, and green skin while retaining her very human sense of humor. She now divides her time between fighting for justice in the courtroom as an assistant district attorney and across the world as and beyond as the adventure-loving She-Hulk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sounds about right. It sounds about right. Pretty right? accurate. And I kind of love that. I love that sort of affirmation because, like you, being being a fan of this modern era of Marvel that is so broadly accepted now. Yes. And for you to hear just a paragraph and be like, "Yeah, that sounds like her." That's I think that's awesome. Like that's that that means that they're doing their job with the show. Yes. And that they're really doing a good like method of representing these characters that again this this card was written 20 year, uh 30 years ago uh-huh. 30 years ago so if they nailed that i mean it, it sounds like they're they're you know staying true to the core at least of the character i love that that's and so cool like, to me <laughs> i mean isn't that what you know shows are supposed to do yeah stay to the true core of a character yeah but then the source ele- material yeah <laughs> and then, but then elevate around it like okay like that worked in the comic. I was like, okay, so this is the true core of the character. Okay, how can we translate that on a screen? Exactly. Um, 
in different ways in the way that's like you know mm-hmm. not in the comics or in uh, or just give a modern take on it and it's i've done it pretty well they've like, accomplished the right? show is amazing yeah i loved it a lot yeah me too and it's it's interesting because you know like earlier on when when people still hadn't quite gotten the time to like dive into it they were like is it good like they they would you know and i'm fairly easy so i i almost feel like it can't be trusted right but mm-hmm. i think i am also while i'm pretty easy to please i think i also would just say if i didn't like it or if i thought it wasn't good i would have no problem saying so but with this show um and of course we'll we'll expand on this shortly is is that i just feel like it really is something new, something different, but still reminiscent of all the things that we do love about what they've built in this universe. And I think that more people, or at least I hope more people, have actually gotten the time to watch it and feel the same. And feel like, you know what, actually they did they did do a great job and enjoy the show, you know? And it's less divisive, like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like truly the only people who don't like the show at all are the people that they're mocking. Yeah. 100%. Everybody else seems to really enjoy it. Um, But of course, you know, we'll talk about that soon enough. So, um, you know, but before we get to that, um, I just wanted to revisit. So the backstory um, that we've now officially seen on the screen, you know, we briefly Mm -hmm. talked about Jen's um, comic book origin in our Hulk episode, in number, uh, episode number 32. So if you haven't heard that yet, please go back and and check it out for more Hulk um, and She-Hulk. But um, yeah, you know, like when we had recorded that episode, she hadn't yet debuted and we hadn't yet seen the workings of of how they were going to bring this character to life. Mm -hmm. And so now that we've officially seen it, we have more context to actually compare it um, to, to, you know, the source material. And so in the books... Jennifer Walters, um, her, she was the daughter of a, an L.A. County sheriff. And Jen was not only stalked by a crime boss's lackeys, but also caught in the crossfire of rival criminals who were all trying to gun for her father. So in that old fashion of, we want to get that guy, let's attack his family. <laughs> and so it's, it's the trope of, you know, these, all these bad people are trying to get to the sheriff what easier way than to attack his periphery and his family? And so um, we'll expand on this later as well. But, you know, they do go after the family a bit. And we'll talk about that as it comes. But just to recap, Bruce happened to be visiting at the time to share the news that he was the Hulk because it was sort of like a secret identity situation. Uh-huh. And he trusted Jen. They were like on the same level, which is very reminiscent of what they show in the show. And so he wanted to share with her like, hey, I'm the Hulk that big thing that the monster that's been on the news. And so he hops in a car with her. They're on route route to her home. And then, you know, the, the, the criminals like catch up with them and then they just open fire. She gets shot and they race to the hospital. Um, and I believe, I don't know if he did it before or after, but Bruce performed like an emergency transfusion on her with his own blood. Oh my gosh. Because he was like, I have to save my cousin's life. And, you know, despite that, she actually flatlined on the table at the hospital. And this is something that we didn't really talk about in in, in the Bruce Banner episode for obvious reasons. But so um, 
in that brief bout in the afterlife, Jen visited this place called the Below Place. We called a little. We talked a little bit about the Below Place um, in the Hulk episode, which is like a huge blur because like thirty. Wow, we were thirty-two. We're almost eight episodes. So that was eight episodes ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the below place, um, it's the bottom layer of reality and the bedrock of hell. Um, and it's riddled with another level of gamma radiation. So there's like the two two forms that we can see or, or, or register. Um, but in the below place, there's this alternate version of radiation. And so it creates this thing called the green door. And so when Jen was dead <laughs> she visited the blow place uh-huh. because of the blood transfusion yeah and she was presented with a green door and so if she was to walk through the green door she was then imbued with the powers of of the hulk and so it's like a big it's almost like a gigantic analogy of like do you wish to die or do you wish to live again? And, and as it, this. As this. Yeah. yeah, it's that's kind of essentially what it is. And so she walks through the green door and she becomes the Jen Hol- uh, the, the Jen Walters that we now know. Um and she yes, she's equal parts rage and irradiation and she tr- transformed into She-Hulk. Um as we previously dis- discussed and she actually tends to stay in her She-Hulk form versus Jen Walters mm-hmm. um in the comics. And, you know, last but not least, the fun fact is that she learns to curb the, the mutation in the comic books thanks to Dr. Michael Morbius of all characters. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, in a nutshell, that's essentially what she, that that's her origin story, um, which then, of course, brings us to the present, now portrayed by Tatiana Maslany, Woo. as well as Malia Araya, who is the onset reference for She-Hulk herself, and... Devin Lewis as the Savage She-Hulk in the That's season right. finale. That's right. Yes, which is an homage to the 80s TV 80s, show. Right? Okay. Yes, it's and it was so funny because when that first even started cuz it's like the first thing they serve you after yeah. the Marvel Studios fanfare and honestly like 2 seconds and I was like no, they didn't. Because I knew <laughs> what they were doing. I was like, oh my God. Like, I've only seen so much of it. It was like, uh, okay. I was genuinely like a baby when that show came out. And so I only remember it from from syndication and radio, like reruns, right? But to see them actually go frame to frame, frame, frame by frame, yeah. and recreate that for TV, I was like, oh my God, this is excellent. And of course, made for television by Jessica Gao. Directed by Kat Koiro and Anu Valia with music from Amy Doherty. Um, and we did have a listener comment right off the bat from Instagram, Ariel Tima. Why was this show amazing? <laughs> and agreed. Jeffrey and I were, were talking about it off mic before we even started yeah. recording. And our love for this show. I mean... Yeah, the finale just really like sealed it all together, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. The fourth wall breaks. Uh, Jennifer... Um, Jennifer Tatiana Maslany's kind of like wit, yes, personality that she brings she's with so, with Jen. She's just so good. The supporting characters of yeah. Nikki and Pug. Nikki and Pug. Um, uh, Emil mm-hmm. having like a change of heart. Yeah, uh, and accepting yeah, what he's done. You know the the sprinkle of Wong and and Bruce. <laughs> Wongers. Yeah, and then like the <laughs> and the 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 funny trope of the villain of Titania, you yeah. know, like, yeah. you know, she, she's just like, she's like a, and she said it, I think the actor Jamil, yeah. Jamila, Jamila, Jamil, yeah. 
like she said like she's like yeah i'm playing like a, a satire of a character like yeah I'm, you know like and yeah. then she kills it she kills it she's um, so good while all, ha- all that's happening there's this like big lurking yeah like like intelligence mm-hmm. like agency intelligentsia mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. in the background um and then it all just comes to like a screaming like halt like on the in the finale and you're yeah. like oh yeah no like <laughs> she's like i'm gonna erase that yeah she, no. she's like no all this stuff all this stuff <laughs> yeah no. i don't like come on like yeah my, why my show you know well, but yeah it's, exactly. but it's like the most she hulk thing to do to yeah yeah fourth yeah. wall breaks a hundred percent yeah love it yeah yeah and so like for the as far as the the nitty-gritty when it comes to the mcu version goes jen walters is a ucla attendee who went to work for the la county district attorney's office um of course her origin differs a little bit from the source material uh and and now we know why you know in in that episode the introduction episode where you know, there's a Sakarian ship and it essentially gets in their way and it distracts them. They get in a car accident. They're both bleeding and, and Bruce just spills his irradiated blood into, into Jen's open wound. And that's how it all starts. Um, you know, that really sets course because they're really pulling away from from what could have been a very police drama, criminal driven drama of a show and, and giving it more lightheartedness and also expanding the universe in the same in the same um, strike, you know, which is pretty cool. And then, um, and yeah, the whole, you know, what I thought was really interesting was that they, they kind of have moments of character growth for, for Bruce in this show and not without, without having him in every single freaking episode. So we haven't seen him since Shang-Chi, Yes. There we go. That is correct. There we go. So we haven't seen seen him since Shang-Chi. He had his arm in the sling and then it was Bruce and that's it. And so, yeah, he hasn't been anywhere since then. And so they kind of had all this stuff to fill in. So between Ragnarok and to that point and from that point to this point, um, I liked that when he's teaching Jen how to cope with her Hulk abilities, right? Yes. He, she she underwent this dialectical behavior therapy with Bruce to mm. curb the powers. And so if you don't know, DBT is dialectical behavior therapy, and it's an evidence-based psychotherapy that began with efforts to treat personality disorders and interpersonal, interpersonal conflicts. So evidence suggests that DBT can be useful in treating mood disorders and suicidal ideation, as well as for changing behavioral patterns such as self-harm and substance abuse. Jeez. Yeah, WebMD that. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's essentially what they were doing. And so when I looked this up and I, I arrived at this conclusion of what this treatment or, you know, what this process is, I was like, that's really interesting because, you know, despite the lightheartedness of the show, that does call back to the fact that, like, the very first time we're introduced to Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner, he says he tried to put a gun in his mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of like, it's it's giving these subtle waves back to the journey that Bruce Banner has had and still continuing on while going parallel with his now newfound cousin that is yeah. now green. And I just, I really, really appreciated that as far as like the process went because yeah, like it, 
it shouldn't be too easy for her, but it was also like, as you can see, she's still very much in yeah, control. Yeah, because I, I like, I think I, I think we talked about like when the first episode, um, like released, yeah, to each other. I was just like, when we first meet Bruce in the MCU, like he was struggling like with with Hulk and being Every Bruce time. Banner. Yeah, like, like he, he was, was just like, like, I can't control it. I don't know. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then which he's, which film was it when he was like was it Age of Ultron when he's just like crippled in the back of the ship just blanketed and he's just like cradled in himself yes, yeah it's it, like it, so it, sad and then you have you have Jen and, <laughs> and She Hulk yeah. and then I've that one that one part in the scene where uh where where Bruce is like he's like he's like all right Jen yeah. like it's okay yeah. <laughs> and then she's just like why are you talking to me like I'm a puppy or something and <laughs> yeah. he was like oh like you're you're you're, you're still you're still Jen? You're yeah. still there? She's like, yeah, I'm still here. Why would I not be here? Yeah, and not aware that she's even changed over. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, wow. Well, you know, it took well. me 10 years to figure this out, but look <laughs> at you, just doing it in like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. I love that. It's like, yeah, like, cut, it's like so straight great. to the point. Like Straight to the yeah. point. They didn't need that over ex- ex- uh, exposition. And, and again, yeah, like they, they kind of really steered it away from a, from what could have been a very dramatic take on on this character uh-huh. and change it and really embrace the fact that it is it is quite quippy and it's quite funny and and uh it's it's gonna be different from what we've seen period um we received another listener comment from instagram vegas jeff 78 can't wait for an episode with deadpool when they just compete for the fourth wall attention <laughs> and i try, i thought about that today because i did i did re-watch the last two episodes just to kind of get a uh, another feel for it and, and i was like man that would be kind of crazy <laughs> to have her in something with deadpool because deadpool is very much also a fourth wall breaker and fun fact jen walters has been breaking the fourth wall since 1989 while deadpool didn't come around to doing so until 1997 wow so fuck it wow <laughs> yeah That's so she awesome. had a good gain on him um and he if anything he pulled it from her so imagine that scene if you will you think they you think they meet i don't know i don't know you think they share on screen time together <sighs> i mean in our lifetime in our lifetime i think it's possible i think it's tatiana very maslani and even ryan reynolds even if it's like a split second to be honest just to do the fourth wall thing i think it's possible any more than that, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's be so, so sure. funny if like one yeah. of them's doing a fourth wall break, right? Yeah. Like how they usually do it in the middle of a movie or whatever. Yeah. And then like the other one comes in and they're like, are, are you doing a fourth wall break? <laughs> it's like, Wait, are you talking are to you, them too? Are you talking to them? And then, and then one of them's like, oh, you can talk to the audience. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Like I've been waiting for the yeah. day that I can do this yeah. with somebody. And yeah. then it's just like an eighth wall break at that <laughs> an point. Eighth wall break. Yeah, and I can almost imagine like Deadpool and Wolverine in the heat of a battle and he just turns to the fourth wall and is like, oh my God, do you see what's happening here? And then like, <laughs> It, sh- it shows She-Hulk instead, and she's, like, sitting watching it from another vantage point. And she's like, oh, my God, did he just... Wait, did you guys see that? <laughs> <laughs> it just turns... It's an easy... It's Crazy. like a Russian nesting doll of just fourth wall. Crazy. Yeah. Good things come in small packages. And so, yeah, <laughs> I, I think... I, I even if it were a teeny tiny fraction of a moment, I think I would still appreciate it. As, oh, yeah. As would 100%. millions. Yeah. Um, so, are you, do you think you're ready for a pop quiz? Am I ever? <laughs> Fair. <'Cause> no. <laughs> um, well, I have one for you, buddy. 
If you're ready and when you're ready. So, as we've come to know, Jan works for a prestigious law firm specializing in superhuman law. Yes. G, L, K, and H. Yes. What does... You're going to ask me what that means, what it stands for. The G, L, K, and H stand for. They say it in the show, right? <laughs> they say it in the show. God damn. <laughs> I, fa- I, I wasn't sure if you would know, but I was like, I'm going to take a chance because you might surprise me. It's just like when you get accustomed with a, an acronym, you're yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's G, L, K, and H. I can't even say J, L, K, and H. And then you just, it's just ingrained in your mind that, oh, that's where she works? Cool. And you don't really think about to like go back what it meant. Yeah. Something law. <laughs> G, was it, sorry, was it G L K and H? Correct. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what, guys? I have no. Uh, I feel like you'll know the last one once I get started here, because there is also a a very Easter eggy significance to uh-huh. these names. So they're names. It's not an acronym for sentence. It's yeah. actually names, like many law firms tend to have. Um, and in this instance, instance, GLK and H stands for Goodman, Lieber, Kurtzberg, and Holloway. Holloway. Holloway is one of the top is partners. The, is, is her boss. Yeah. Now, for the other three, I was going to double jeopardy you and see if you could get it. But if you didn't get, get the, it, you get didn't the get Easter it. Egg. But Goodman, Lieber, and Kurtzberg uh-huh. are... Martin Goodman, Stanley Lieber, and Jack Kurtzberg, who are Martin Goodman, Stanley, and Jack Kirby. Ah. Yes. So that's I mean, so that's what that is. They really just Chuck full. Easter eggs, man. Chuck full. They really just they go yeah. they, they go the they go the distance yeah. with Easter eggs. And of course, you know, they are the uh, original the trio that essentially introduced Marvel Comics as a publication. So that's their nod to it and that of course spans beyond just the mcu we'll talk about their comic book origin um later on but but yeah that's a neat little easter egg it's okay jeff that was a hard one (laughs) um and of course when it comes to she hulk what is she but other than than amazing in so many ways but also incredibly strong and incredibly powerful um when we first introduced the concept of Hulk personas in our Bruce Banner episode, safe to say Jen doesn't exactly have the same instances of dual personality or more um, the way that Bruce does. Um, but there are some, definitely some significant changes to her persona depending on the rage she feels. And yeah. so that is something that is consistent between both the comic book and the show in that I believe we see it more toward the end of the series than in the beginning, shockingly. But... The more angry she gets, the more she loses control, right? Yes. So she doesn't become very Hulk-like. And so, like, in episode nine, where it's revealed, it's, like, basically revenge porn. That's right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. She just hulks out. She does, yeah. And Emo- they, she's Pure gone. emotional. Pure emotional yeah. response. Sure. And yeah. she's, she's completely gone. And so um, that's depicted much more in, in modern times. You know, like, the artists, depending on who the artist is, they tend to draw... She Hulk, very in various forms. So sometimes mm-hmm. she's like super muscular and super beefy. Okay. Other times she's more feminine and curvy, the way that we do see her in the show. But <laughs> um, in in recent times, in more modern books, they have drawn her less ladylike and more equivalent 
to that of the Bruce Banner type of Hulk. Yeah. Um, especially when it came to the immortal She-Hulk title. And so I wanted to show you <laughs> this these screenshots because so this this is kind of like I mean this is a I believe this is Mark Brooks. This is sensational number one. Very like sexy, very like Scandy, yeah. Scandy, super scandy, <laughs> very like unnecessarily sexual. Yeah. Um versus what they show her as in Immortal She-Hulk, where she's almost like Hulk. Oh my gosh. Hulk with long hair, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 Very muscular, very Hulk-like. And in and, and they're two very drastic differences. But there are some where it's kind of in the middle a little bit. Where she's quite yeah. just beefy. But you know. Abs. Abs biceps, for days. <laughs> yeah. Triceps for days. Triceps for days. And then um, I also wanted to show you this little ditty. Oh my gosh. Can you make out what that is? She. What is going on here? <laughs> and I'll post these screenshots on in, on, on Instagram and social as well. She's so. ripping someone in half? She is. Oh my gosh. So this was back, I believe, in Civil War or just after Civil War. She was mind-bended by the Scarlet Witch and she ripped apart. That is your dear friend Vision. <gasps> damn, Vision <laughs> be getting yeah. God and, damn. And yeah, she just quite literally hulked out and everyone was just watching and she just ripped him ripped him in half. That's Rah. crazy. Yeah. Murdered him in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, aside the rage fits, she and She Hulk are very much one and the same. It's just amplified. It's it's not quite like Bruce, but it's still it's still containable. Um, and again, like I said, you know, in the comics, she tends to stay in her She-Hulk form for most of her consciousness. Like uh -huh. she she rarely regresses back to Jen Walters. Uh -huh. um, um, but yeah, uh, in the MCU, meanwhile, uh, you know, Bruce even says it during the retreat episode, right? Like like she's basically skipped years, like you just said, like you know, ten years that Bruce had to even try and and like bring them together. Like tame and keep it, keep yeah. it tame and yeah. Yeah, and it took Jen all of like five seconds to unify herself with the Hulk. Yeah. And now also Bruce is unified with, with Hulk and now he is perpetually I wanna smart watch, Hulk. I want to watch that first episode again. And just, it's great, right? Just rediscover. Yeah. Oh, so same, good. Same. And so for actual powers, um, She-Hulk does have a small handful that are, are you know, not necessarily uh, not obvious, but uh, gam gamma mutate physiology. So physical transformation, super strength, leaping speed, durability, regenerative healing factor, gamma radiation, energy manipulation, and emissions. And then she's also, in the comic books, an expert combatant trained by Gamora. Guardian of the Galaxy. Wow, green people stick together. <laughs> they do. Just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. I got another little tidbit for you there. But um, so Gamora in the comic books has taught her varieties of martial arts that are known throughout the galaxy, uh -huh. which is essentially made She Hulk like crazy equipped with. Imagine Gamora without the weapons, but also twice the strength and almost immortality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's She Hulk, and she knows American Sign Language, so that's awesome. Good for her. <laughs> and then uh when it comes to aesthetic i mean 
do we really got to say green it? green <laughs> <laughs> so and purple yeah and of course based on the associations with purple um purple itself stands for power ambition independence and magic and those seem to fit the bill when it comes to jen um as well as renewal and resurrection when uh it comes to green and then of course uh green and purple are complementary colors on the color wheel uh with one another so they go exceptionally well together we've covered this in many an episode at this point gwen stacy um green goblin uh mysterio all characters that have green and purple in some way it also means scientific science intelligence and so that doesn't fall short when it comes to jen walters but i did want to show you aesthetically um, you know, so I mentioned Russell Dodderman in our Jane Foster episode. Um, he's a, he's, uh, a mighty Thor artist known for many, many incredible titles, yeah. um, in general, but he has started to do these like costume homage covers of mm -hmm. characters and depending on which variant it is. And he did do one for She-Hulk and I wanted to show you this because this is the best representation of all of her costumes really? that you could imagine. So that's basically She-Hulk uh, in all her glory. Every year, every yes. different costume. And um, again, Russell Dodderman is so talented. Um, I love his X-Men covers. He's done so many for all the, the current X-Men and thankfully did one for She-Hulk as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I literally, yeah. like two of these are how Jen looks in the, in the, in the, in show. the show. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Isn't it cool? Yeah. He's so good. He's just so good. And it's like, you know, sure, it would look like to some people, oh, he, well, he cheated, didn't have to draw them all. And it's like, well, he kind of did because they are still very different. They may be posed the same, yeah, but they're all different in their own way. And so you see She-Hulk in, in some darker purple outfits with different sneakers and more wrestling-like. her in and, the suit and everything. Yeah, and yeah. even her Fantastic Four one. So there was a, a moment where Jen replaced the thing on Fantastic Four for Ooh. a short stint. Yeah. Um, so she's been all over the Possibilities board. Possibilities are endless I in the know, MCU, right? man. <laughs> oh, just you wait. We're going to talk about some people further down the line. You're going to be <laughs> like, what? Um, but yeah, shout out to series costume designer Anne Foley, uh, who worked on the series. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, from casual to glamorous, we see both Jen and She-Hulk sport a variety of outfits, um, which are later created by a character named Luke Jacobson, portrayed by Griffin Matthews. And to answer your probable question, yes, he does indeed exist in the comics. Um, he's a fashion mogul. Mm -hmm. Not quite the same as the way Griffin portrays him, and he's not nearly as fabulous. <laughs> but... I mean that like that's god tier. Like she was just like Luke, Luke, yes, clown. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh. oh my gosh. I know, because I hate you. I hate you I now. Know. You're blacklisted. <laughs> he is like I. I really liked his character. A yeah, lot. I thought he was just really so good. stood out for the limited amount of screen so time. So good. Got. Yeah, and and also it is nice to see that because I was wondering too. I was like, well, who? How is she gonna get her? Her suit, her purple, how is whatever, all this yeah, going to yeah. come together? Uh -huh. And so it does make a lot of sense because by this time in the timeline, and so presumably She-Hulk takes place in 2024. Yes. So I can't remember which bouts that is, but that's definitely after Shang-Chi. It's definitely after Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's closer to the Ms. Marvel Hawkeye 
perhaps even past that timeline. And so this is obviously now a world that's acclimated to superheroes and the destruction and also their necessities. And so they seem to be embracing. And this is like street level superheroes too. It's not like the cosmic ones. Yeah. It's your leapfrogs. Exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> porcupine. Porcupine. And, uh, um, what's the, the guy? Man that bull. The, man bull. <laughs> yes. And, uh, El, El Ag, Aguil, Aguilar. El Aguilar. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Like not everybody is a, <laughs> yeah. a Tony an Stark, an Iron Man, a Captain right. America, you know, oh, just let God. people. Sometimes, and now we're getting I to the place that. of like, dang, people just like, like like you know makeshift superheroes True that. You know? yeah i love that i love that um which by the way i don't know if you noticed my new t-shirt oh banner and walters uh what does it say at the bottom <laughs> hulk training center oh, that's and awesome. so it has their dates on it so 1962 and 1980 official marvel merchandise from new york comic con wow. and i like these shirts because they're very subtle like you wouldn't have known yeah unless i was like look at my shirt and yeah 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 and i have like the fogwell's gym one that's that's a oh, yeah. daredevil and i have a couple of other ones i don't know but i yeah so this is new i think they'll probably have it online somewhere but speaking of fashion or lack thereof in my case <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, speaking about the leapfrogs and such, let's roll into adversaries. And so I was going to give an honorable mention list because we're not going to cover them. We probably could do a collective <laughs> of oh, yeah. like we super villains. We got to blow through all these guys. Yeah, there's too many people. So honorable mentions to Abomination, Leapfrog, Donnie Blaze, Runa, Donnie who by the way, Runa. So of this list, Donnie Blaze is the only one who is not a comic book canon character. So the rest of them all are. Yeah. And Runa, who is the the (laughs) (gasps) shape-shifting... That's right! Megan Megan the Stallion! Stallion. (laughs) 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 Ah. She is actually, in the comic books, one of the original Valkyrie. Oh, wow. Interesting twist for you there, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, because she's as guardian, She's as guardian, yeah. Yeah. And then Mr. Immortal, Manbull, El (laughs) Aguilar. (laughs) (laughs) I liked Mr. Immortal a lot. I thought that was pretty funny. guy's a douchebag. It's so dark. Hilarious. Oh, he just jumped out of a freaking window. (laughs) So when you run into a problem... Anytime you want to get out of it, you jump out the window. <laughs> yeah, basically. Ah. I respect it, man. Gotta respect it. Insane. Oh, he was so funny. Um, Saracen, um, Porcupine, and the Wrecking Crew. And so, yeah, all of them are comic book canon, except for Donnie Blaze. And this is this is kind of like perfect scenario, Marvel villain, street level introductions for me. Because you don't need them to take an episode each. You don't need them to be recurring all that often. They're in, they're out. You get a taste of them. Good deal. Yeah. I was definitely hoping Stiltman was one of them. Oh. <laughs> you've, been, you've, been, you've been bringing up Stiltman forever. I love Stiltman. <laughs> Stiltman and Pacepot Pete. I just want those two. Those two, I'll be like, dude, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but I hope that they bring them in. Like Now that we've seen this sort of treatment, I'm hoping that just for the small bit of lightheartedness, they do put them in Echo or they do put them in Daredevil sure. Born Again, right? Like just a, just a tiny sure. scene. That's all I want. Yeah. Just to be like, they exist. Great. Good to know. Hilarious. And I'm done. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, honorable mentions to all those guys. We can talk about them in another day if we really want to or if you really want us to. Um, but I did want to give a small bit of focus on the Wrecking Crew in particular. So the Wrecking Crew, um, there are two notables in that from the show, uh, Nick Gomez as Wrecker and Justin Eaton as Thunderball. And so these are the guys that run up and try to jump Jen in her parking lot. In her driveway, her yeah. Her driveway, yeah. And so they're essentially criminals who wield stolen, enhanced Asgardian construction tools um, in the MCU. But they do exist in, in the comics. And so I, I kind of did a comparison because, you know, the thing about multiverses is that there are multiverses. So that means that there are multiple versions of any one group or people or, you know, whatever. But after some comparisons, I did find that the Wrecking Crew of the MCU seems to be best based off of the ultimate version of the team, which hails from Earth 1610, and that's Miles Morales' universe. And so in, in Miles Morales' universe, they served as a cleanup crew for superhuman battles, uh-huh. kind of like what the Vulture did in, in, in Homecoming. So they're kind of like coming in, they were cleaning stuff up, um, and then they would just take the stuff that they found... <laughs> And use it. Yeah. And so the Wrecking Crew in the comics, they cleaned up on behalf of Damage Control. Okay. Who we have discussed in the Kamala Khan episode that we have done. Yes. They're known in the MCU as the DODC. Yes. So they're still all kind of related there. So it's interesting to see that the way Marvel is kind of like slowly... They're playing their chess pieces Yeah, they're, out. they're setting up street-level threats. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And they're also revisiting ones that they've already placed. Yeah. Like Homecoming. How long ago was Homecoming at this rate? 26... Uh, Civil War, sorry. 2017 was That's Homecoming. That's five years. Six years almost, right? Yeah. So they're, they're, they're utilizing characters that they've put in place more than five years ago at this point, which yeah. is kind of nuts to me but it's like who knew that the dodc would actually be as big as it is now quote unquote as big as it is now um but yeah that's that's kind of wild i don't know if i mean we'll probably see more of them but not i don't i think the most we'll see of them may be in the marvels because of kamala and that whole pursuit but sure yes i don't know how much bigger they might you never know yeah i mean maybe that's just like their yeah I mean, maybe in Daredevil: Born Again, Omni- they omnipresent. Might, they might play. They might yeah. play a role. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And so the Wrecking Crew are essentially scavengers, mostly. Um, but we're gonna focus on just a couple people um, from the series that do crossover. The first one being Titania, Mary <laughs> Mary McFerrin. <laughs> and so before we get into it, because I know Jeff, I know you want to talk about the MCU one because she is uh, worth speaking about. To the nines, but I wanted to cover the comic book version very quickly, which, you know, like Marion characters created before Titania has undergone like some cosmetic changes to be more diverse. So, um, this is, this is one of those scenarios where in the book, she's like, she essentially looks like a blonde bodybuilder. Okay. So they flipped the script a bit. They've made her into somebody that's that's a social media influencer yes. and a person of color. Makes, makes sense for the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've just updated her to make her more relevant and, and understandable. Um, but the comic book version, you know, like her cinematic counterpart, comes from an upbringing of, of being like the ugly duckling, the lesser than, yeah. the not cool kid 
who got bullied a lot. And so even, even in her family, she was kind of treated like she was abused in a way. Um, and she was prematurely born, so she was a runt. Um, and she only had one real friend, a girl named Marsha Rosenberg. Um, and it, it's kind of interesting because with the comic book origin for this character, it starts from such a simple thing and you kind of do see how they mirrored it in the MCU in that Mar Marsha tells Mary like, oh, you look like Spider-Woman. You have hair like Spider-Woman. Ah. And Mary's like, oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you a secret. I am Spider-Woman. <laughs> <laughs> and so she takes it and runs with the lie. You know, she takes this tiny yeah. white lie and she's like, yeah, I'm Spider-Woman. Don't tell anybody. But Marsha being another female lady chick who has other friends is like, guess what, guess what, guess what? Mary is Spider-Woman. And it just unfurls and it keeps going and yeah. the lie just goes. That honestly doesn't sound too far about like what MCU <laughs> Titania would do. <laughs> would do, right? Yeah. Like for the notoriety of, or like the 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 attention yeah. that she would get because again, she was kind of sheltered, kind of ignored. Um, and of course, Eventually, <laughs> it's all revealed that she's clearly lying. The actual Spider-Woman, and we're talking Julia Carp Carpenter again, so she's got red hair, um, you know, comes through and they're like, wait, how are you both here at the same time? Oh, you're a liar. Long story short, Titania comes from Mary being, um, she got her powers from this advanced technology. I believe Dr. Doom is involved in it. Mm -hmm. And so both Marsha and Mary get powers. She becomes Titania and She-Hulk is her arch nemesis nice yeah so we could there's definitely room to explore that character i think that's kind of more or less why i didn't want to get too deep into her but um in the mcu portrayed by jamila jamil um and yeah she's a social media influencer I know, so funny i just <laughs> i think it's just so, i don't know like and introduced because she was there for a traffic violation by the way oh yeah and just blew through, <laughs> blew the, through the, the, the courtroom wall. yeah yeah i just I don't know. It's it was such a modern take that you just get it. Like so, the, the sure. her, her actions were just like yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like the whole yeah. trademarking, she Hulk. Yeah, you know, oh I was just God. like, the wow, never really, of, never really thought about that. The commercial is incredible. Yeah. I like when I first saw it, I was like, this is a real commercial. <laughs> I was like, wow, do I want to buy this product right now? <laughs> she Hulk, She Hulk by Titania. By Titania. <laughs> <laughs> and she really, I mean, I hate saying it, but she reminds me of Kim Kardashian. She reminds me of Kim Kardashian. I'm pretty sure if Kim Kardashian I'm, had powers, I'm I'm pretty sure like that's what Titania in the MCU is kind of like modeled after. Like yeah, parodying like she's a mogul. She's sort of influencer. Like yes. just wants attention, wants to be like right. noticed, um, but can never beat She-Hulk, and yeah. that's why she's attracted to She-Hulk because of like. Like, like, oh, if I, any, anytime I'm mentioned with, with She-Hulk, mm -hmm. I get looked at. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And like exactly. the one day that I beat She-Hulk, yeah. you know, I'll be the biggest thing ever. But right. then she ends up losing her teeth yeah. on some cake at a wedding. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah. And, and those are all stemming from the same similarities of her comic book counterpart, that she was the bullied kid. She, she's compensating for all of the, the mm. insults and the lack of self-confidence she had. Yes. Before she became titania yeah titania. <laughs> you can just hear the glitter titania dropping some glitter sounds titania <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, she's fantastic. I would love to talk a little bit more about her. Yeah, they never really, I don't believe that they say her name, her real name in the show. No, they just say Titania. Titania. Yeah. yeah, but she is indeed Mary McFerrin in, in the show as well. Um, yeah, and, and I think she was delightful. I thought she was a great counterpart and they didn't make it into a, you know, a sort of like girl versus girl yeah. all the way through thing. Like they didn't have to do that at all. And she did bring some like some some light to the show. Um, just the way that she's like when she burst through the hulking Hulk King's like layer gathering. Yes. She's like, hi, losers. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, OK, I do appreciate her. I would like to see her again. Where? No idea. Oh, yeah. No idea, uh-huh. but I, I think she she would be fun to see again. Um, but speaking of Hulk King, ugh, that guy, Hulk King, Todd Phelps, portrayed by John Bass in the MCU, basically a misogynistic billionaire dude, dude bro, who created the Intelligentsia, a far right online hate forum dedicated to harassing those of discriminated groups. Yeah. As they are written and known as. Can't tell if you're talking about the show or just real life. <laughs> I that's know. Very right. It's so woke. Yeah. Woke. <laughs> um, yeah. And again, like, I just feel like anybody who is really, truly insulted by this show or its existence is just merely part of the problem. Yeah. And if you're listening to the show, I'm very surprised. But yeah, like. What else can you say about that, right? Like, it's it's truly, it's everybody that, oh, there has to be a girl thing for everything. Yeah. Or like, oh, they ruined the character. Like, those yeah. are the guys that are in the Intelligentsia group. And and Todd Phelps is, like, genuinely awful. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's almost a weird relief that he wasn't just awful just to be awful, but that he did have a purpose in the greater scheme of the storyline um, in that he was a terrible, terrible human being trying to, trying to, um, capitalize on superheroes. Yes. You know, um, he feels like he deserves to be right, a superhero. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, oh. like he's entitled to it and, and not nepotism yeah. <laughs> as bug said it. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. Um, but Hulk King himself does not have a comic book counterpart whatsoever. Um, there are some callbacks, like some people have, have made assumptions that he might be, Related to Denton Phelps, who was known as Hellraiser in the comics, but you know, otherwise safe to say, totally unrelated. Um, but Intelligentsia itself is indeed from the comics, not yes. made for the show. They're a little different, but very much the same. Uh, they're known as the Intel for short. Um, and in the books, the Intelligentsia is a network built for criminal masterminds and supervillains alike for sharing information. So. Again, more or less the same, a little different, a little, you know, in the comic books, it's not as modernized as it is now. You know, I thought that was very clever that it was like an online forum versus, you know, you know, it's a Facebook group. It's basically a Facebook hate group. Um, Whereas in the comics, members included, um, but we're not limited to, uh, awesome android, chameleon, Mm. uh, Dr. Doom, egghead, claw, leader, mad thinker, modok. Oh, Modoc wow. Superior, Red Ghost, Super Apes, Trapster, and Wizard. Um, so yeah, so in the books they were more isolated. It was just like an exclusive group versus in the MCU that they've now opened it up. It's basically anybody who is like, screw superhuman ladies or superhumans <laughs> or you know She Hulk, whichever way you want to you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but uh yeah there's there's much to say about the intel in the books but you know nothing outwardly notable for for this episode i will say but they're pretty much responsible for one thing that's very significant that we're not going to expand on today but again in the books intelligentsia are responsible for two words red hulk hmm so we'll see huh yeah interesting interesting so yes yeah, uh, they kind of almost went there with with todd he wasn't red but they were responsible for almost engaging and uh creating a hulk but we'll see if that follows through especially given the latest casting news in the mcu oh yeah mr harrison ford i know taking the place of the late and great william hurt as thaddeus thunderbolt ross who in the comic books becomes red hulk so a talk for another time <laughs> probably and eventually uh but in the meanwhile we'll mosey on over to friends family and affiliations um jen's parents so we're gonna start with them they play a pretty notable role in the mcu but their comic book counterparts are are quite different in that the weight of their presence is is kind of completely flipped in a way um like i felt in the show her dad had more of a role than the mother Uh in a lot of ways just in that he seemed to have more lines and he was more present and and constantly like tending to jennifer rather than the mom um but yeah let's let's talk about the dad and and the mom in the comics first the versions because this is where it's going to start to get a little crazy um if you can believe it so in the comic books morris walters is jen's father he is again an la sheriff who worked his way up the ranks um he got on the hit list for many a crime boss (laughs) and despite his best efforts his family almost always suffered the most from it so again you know it's it's that that whole thing of like these criminals are getting they're getting put away or their 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 lackeys and their cronies are like getting put away uh cronies are getting put away because of morris walters and how efficient he is as a sheriff um but you know they always seem to never get him himself his family always suffers and so that brings us to elaine walters who I think in the comics has so much more prominence than they actually share in the MCU um, because of how dramatic her backstory is. And so, um, so, so yeah, you know, not only did Jen get her powers because of, of these attacks, but um, her mother Elaine was actually one of the earlier attacks. Right. And so they, they went, they went after Elaine first and then they went after Jen. And so, First off, Elaine is the banner of the Walters family. Got it. So Jen's family, obviously, they're all related, cousins, blah, blah, blah. So it's Elaine is the sister of Susan and Brian. And Brian is Bruce's dad. Got it. So that's how they're related. That's, you know, obviously it's not paternal. It's a maternal linkage. And then Elaine herself, okay, this is so sad. So Elaine in the books was killed by a drunk driver, quote unquote, drunk driver, who was actually um, Nick Trask, 
who is working for another crime boss trying to get at Morris. Oh my gosh. So the whole thing is pretty messed up. Um, essentially they were like, oh, let's get him. He's going to be going to his daughter's dance recital. Jen is a dancer. Like she grew up wanting to be a dancer when she was little. And so they figured, okay, well, well, the sheriff's going to be in this car at this specific time heading to his daughter's dance recital. Let's get him on the way there. But it just so happened that day, Elaine took the car instead to go to the dance recital. And so they killed her thinking it was Morris. Oh, my gosh. So that's how they lost the mother. Oh. Yeah. And so it ended up that, you know, obviously after the mother passed away, it was just Jen and her dad which is a very different scenario than it is in the in the show where um of course you know Elaine Walters portrayed by Tess Melise Kincaid and Morris Walters portrayed by Mark Lynn Baker. Do you remember Mark Lynn Baker? He used to be really big in the 80s 90s. No. He was on this show. He was on this show called Perfect Strangers. Okay. Oh my god, I used to love it. I was so little, but it was one of the few things I remembered and it was basically about this I believe he was a Jewish American New Yorker who found out he had a distant cousin that came from another country and his name was Bulky. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mark Lynn Baker was like kind of like an it sitcom actor at that time. Oh, like okay. back in the back in the day. And so when he popped up in the show, I was like, this guy seems really familiar to me. And then I looked him up and I was like, oh my God. So that shows how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, you know, I feel like in the show. The parents are much more subdued and they're much more, they oh, yeah. seem and very supportive, very supportive, very, very happy. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't think they even mention that he is his job. Do they? I don't think they ever say like what they do. No, no they it's don't. Just straight right? up family time. Yeah. It's just family time. Very reminiscent of Kamala Khan's family, by the way. Um, so yeah, whether or not, I mean, I don't think, I think they've completely washed that out. They're not even going to focus on the family, but maybe they'll, or the parents at least, but maybe they'll they'll pull that story in later down the line. But I just feel like tonally, She-Hulk is so of a specific mood and vibe yes. that they're not gonna do that at all, right? I don't think they will. Um, and then of course there's Cousin Bruce. Who? <laughs> I know. Who? Who? <laughs> Bruce Banner, man. Um, also the, known as the Hulk, portrayed by Mark Ruffalo. I mean, like, what else is there? What what needs? It bears no repeating. Like, what, we've talked about Bruce many times. Black Widow episode, Bruce Banner episode. Um, and yeah, you know, like, they just seem pretty sensational, no pun intended, but they get along extremely well. What does he call her? Fuzzball. Fuzzball. <laughs> so cute. Hey, and I think yeah. they're so great because Mark Ruffalo is also just a champion of being like just cuddly sweet. He just kind of like a soft Hulk. I like yeah. him a lot. Um, and of course the, Bru the, the Bruce, the Hulk's first appearance in Avengers 2012 last seen in uh, She-Hulk. Um, and so it kind of seems like Universal's rights for, for usage on the original hulk yeah. are alive and well so he can only appear in so much which i i would I love wonder what the i wonder like what the legal like number i is. need to know yeah like somebody has to have clocked his running time right yeah. like what is his total on-screen time like is it like is this is the thing is he can't have his own solo project is that it but i he think can, that's but it he can appear in literally anything else but even then i still think there's a there's a duration 
Like he can only be in 15 total running time. You know what I mean? And I, I think know. that's so sad, but I think that's, I think it's something like that. Need that number, man. Yeah. I would love to know if anybody knows, please tell us. But, uh, but yeah, but now, you know, despite that, we are, uh, we have more to work with through Jen and a small character that was introduced in the very fun last episode, Scar. So, and so Scar, I again, I feel, I you know, Jeff, I said this to you the other day, I feel like we briefly mentioned Scar in our Hulk episode, but Bruce does have a son while on Sakar. So FYI, time moves very differently on Sakar. Um, and, and this is very reminiscent to the, what we said in the Star-Lord episode, how Star-Lord, when he quote unquote died and was transported to another universe, yeah, he went off and got like had a, an open relationship. He had children. He had grandchildren. And when he came back, it was only like six months had passed, right? Ah. And so on Sakar, time is very similar to that in that Bruce was gone for a total of what? Six months Earth time, maybe? Yeah. Maybe a year. But on Sakar, that's the equivalent of like 40 years. <laughs> Henceforth, why, why Scar is the age he is. Yeah. Which appears to be in his teen to early yeah. 20s. Teens. Yeah. So, um, can't believe they just dropped that in there. And I know. <laughs> like, well, oh, yeah. I have yeah. a son. I have a son. This is my son, Scar. No lines. Half shaved head. I know. And I was like, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. And also, who would imagine that you would see Daredevil in a scene with three Hulks? <laughs> So that's crazy. insane too <laughs> yeah um and of course well of course but scar himself is the son of hulk and a character named kaira the old strong of sakar um and also the brother twin brother of a character named hirokala and they have a half sister named lyra and so all these characters have not been introduced at all and they all derive from sakar and from the gal galactic version of hulk and so We'll see if they they do this World War Hulk stuff. I know after they're all. really it's just like, they're just holy. throwing all these teasers. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like Marvel's just like, all right, you won't let us use the Hulk. Boom! Double down, <laughs> double down. We're going to introduce the son. We're going to introduce probably his twin brother and the the half sister and his cousin and everybody else and Red Hulk. Like, who knows? And then um, I wanted to speaking of. From the get-go, like we mentioned at the top of the show, the GLKNH crew. Um, so there's Holloway, Augustus Pug, Puglis, and Mallory Book, um, portrayed by Steve Coulter, Josh Sagara, and Renee Elise Goldsberry, respectively. Um, I didn't want to sh like jump into them too quick, too much, because I mean, I feel like we can just again, some of these characters are like characters that we can obviously talk about in other episodes. Um, on their own or as a collective of some sort, but they're a great supporting like uh, group for Jen. I think that I, I mean, we loved Pug. Pug yes. kind of rose through the through the oh, through yeah, the ranks yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty quickly. What is like? I need to rewatch the shoe drip episode because his love for shoes. It was yes. him, right? Yes. What yes. Is he, what does he say? One to one to display and one to play. One to rock. One to stock. One. To <laughs> There it is. I That's because I know. I get it. Well, you get it. I get you it. Get it. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, yeah, I know. I love these characters. Uh, Mallory Book is is also 
Uh, both she and Holloway are actually quite, I don't want to say prominent, but they do have presence in the books um, that are very much worth talking about. Um, but yeah, I, you know, even Mallory, you know, I, I got the sense very early on that she was going to be competition of some sort to, to Jen when it came to the firm, especially when she first walked in, I was like, whoa, she made business. And she ended up being like very, a very strong and also serious, but great character, even though she wasn't in it as much. I think we'll see more of her. I'm not sure where, Mm -hmm. but I think we will. Um, and I hope the rest of, I hope Pug at least too. But of course, um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Nikki Ramos. Woo! Your cousin? Maybe. <laughs> you could say yes. <laughs> uh, Nikki Ramos, portrayed by Ginger Gonzaga, who is incredible in this role. Um, I'm not familiar with any of her earlier work at all. I know. But my gosh, but she's I'm, phenomenal. Now I got you. Yeah, right? <laughs> you might actually be related. Just saying. <laughs> third cousin, we'll third see. cousin. Um, and so Nikki is Jen's literal partner in crime and an incredible fashionista. And I'm sure you you knew this, Jeff, but apparently she had a gigantic say on what Nikki got to wear in the show so much that she would pull her own clothing into it. Yes. So a lot of those outfits are like not Hers. only, yeah, like not only you know, costuming and picked out by Ginger, but her clothing. Yes. (laughs) Which is just incredible because she is sharp. Every time you see Nikki, she is just looking amazing. Um, But Nikki does join the ever-growing lineage of MCU characters who are either amalgamations or completely original with no true source material. So she was completely made for the show. Um, But hey, more power to it because that character is absolutely uh, memorable. Love her, want to see more of her, cannot fail. Um, and so while we didn't talk so much about the members of GLKNH, I wanted to talk about GK, GLC, I can't say it. <laughs> GLKNH themselves. Um, believe it or not, this, this firm actually appeared in the comics as far back as 2004. Um, and they specialize in superhuman law through Holloway. Um, and he originally joined to help his granddaughter who would eventually become a villain known as Southpaw um, in the comics. It's pretty crazy. She's like, she kind of looks like a, what I imagine, like if you put a Sonic the Hedgehog villain, like Knuckles mixed with an anime character Mm -hmm. and then a giant like left hand, like gauntlet. (laughs) That's what this character looks like. Um, So yeah, he initially joined the firm to protect his granddaughter. Um, It didn't go so well for him. Um, Holloway himself, however, unlike the show, did not hire She-Hulk. He hired Jennifer Walters specifically, and he wanted her to be Jennifer Walters. Um, so they kind of changed that up. Yeah. Uh, complete flip-flop there. Um, but on the, on the lasting note, in the books later on, Mallory ends up replacing Holloway, and then the firm is renamed GLK and B. So we'll see if that comes about. Because again, the girl is like, yo, she business. She's a killer for sure. I love her. Yeah, yeah, she was great. (laughs) Yeah, she's so good. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Holloway, uh, maybe Holloway has a snap, you know, like a little snafu in the next season or or something. and, And he gets the boot or he gets the book in this case. And then honorable mentions to Cousin Ched, the Inchedible Hulk. (laughs) <laughs> portrayed by Nicholas Cirillo. 
And Kevin. 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 Do you remember what Kevin stands for? She, so, no. No? I forget. I thought for sure you would have known no, this by I now. No, I mean, I, I, just, I, just watched the episode, I just watched the episode like once and it was like, uh, something, something yeah. enhanced, knowledge enhanced. And then I was just like, ah. Yeah. Knowledge enhanced <laughs> visual interconnectivity nexus um, with an <sighs> unknown voice actor. So I think you know this as well, Jeff. I feel like you know all these fun facts aside the acronym, but... Kevin Feige was indeed asked by Jessica Gao, like, please, for the love of God, will you voice Kevin? And he was like, oh, I can't do it. So he, wow. de- he, he politely declined. Wow. Um, so they got they got somebody else uncredited. Not sure who it is, but I'm sure when we find out, it'll be a fun fact. Um, and both Ched and Kevin don't have comic book counterparts. So they're, again, they're... Well, if Kevin had a comic book <laughs> counterpart, my know, God. Right? Yeah, like, they, they don't have, like, a... They don't have an AI giant brain that that matches that exact uh physiology if you will but yeah kevin feige is a is mcu canon in some weird way um and speaking of kevin we had a listener comment from instagram nat sh14 so um why did they steal her blood we need answers kevin (laughs) um but yeah they stole her blood, and oh, that really upset me because I kind of saw it coming. <laughs> like it wasn't predictable, right? But I was like, they're really harp. Like this Josh guy is really harping on the fact that he's like, I like you, human, human, human. You as Jen Walters, Jen Walters, Jen Walters, not She-Hulk, Jen Walters. I was like, <gasps> he wants something. But I never would have in a million years would have been like, oh, he's the guy that stole her blood because keeping her in Jen Walters form makes her vulnerable, vulnerable yes. to needles and to, to other things. Whereas in as she Hulk, she's impenetrable. So yeah, the blood thing we, we, I don't know when you left that comment Nats, but as you see in the finale, it was cause they were, they, I wanted to say homogenized. I was like, that's not milk. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> Well, it just seemed that like yeah. uh, Todd just wanted. They just wanted the the yeah. blood to the, to infuse it, whatever. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. yeah. And then you know, Jen was just like, none of these storylines make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, she turned like everything, just flipped it up on its head. It was yeah. like, she's like, yeah. we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like basically that she retconned. This is a perfect example of retconning. Yeah. And so retconning often happens in the comics when they want to erase undesirable you know things of the past without completely going back and being like okay well this is what happened instead they're just like no we're just gonna erase it and so jen retconned all of that and so um so presumably todd never todd and 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 the intelligentsia never got her blood or they got it and it's just gone i don't know what to say about that but yeah. yeah, but yeah, they just wanted it to to essentially create more hulks in a in a very almost super soldier like manner. If you know, in a shot. And they wanted to create an army. So thankfully they didn't. Maybe Kevin will have a better answer later on. Who knows? But you know what? We're finally into one of the like most interesting tidbits about this character. Oh gosh. Her love interests <laughs> and i know so many people are gonna there's be a lot dying to, to to like talk about parts of this and so for you though jeff there's so many little there's so many mentions that i'm gonna have in this part portion of the show uh-huh. that i feel like you're gonna be like ding what 
ding. Like all these, you'll see, you'll see, you'll we hear. We are going to have hear it. to just <laughs> breeze by these. That's a yeah. lot of, a lot of people. The M- Let's just say, and you'll see in about five minutes, the MCU could go anywhere at this point because um, Jen's lineage of flings and relationships is so mm-hmm. expansive. But we're just going to focus on the few that actually have MCU commonalities. Um, but some notables from the comics include Wyatt Wingfoot, Jack of Hearts, Clay Quartermain, and Daniel Ridge, a.k.a. Zapper. That guy, he's a jerk. Screw that guy. They're all jerks, actually. But he, Daniel Ridge, I will say, Daniel Ridge, um, he's one of her first and only human boyfriends from the 80s. Uh, he kind of looked like, he kind of looked like Borat, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and one of their dates is on the beach. So now I'm like, oh, actually, yeah. He's got like, Interesting. yeah, anyway, he sucked. Um, but it, first and foremost, on the fling side, Tony Stark. Oof. Tony's got a thing not only for the ladies, but the green ones, because he also had a one night stand with Gamora once That's upon right. a time. That's right. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wanted to mention Tony if only because that encounter is so interesting in that while they're having pillow talk, yeah, Jen quite literally is like, how do you do it? And he's like, what, what are you talking about? And she's like, how do you get away with sleeping with so many people? <laughs> and like, just puts them on the spot. And it's, it's interesting because yeah, and it, they do tackle that kind of subtly on the show where it's like promiscuous men are heralded. But if you're a woman and you're promiscuous, yes. you're a slut. Yes. You know, and it's very interesting. And so, yeah, interesting that she would, and and also she has done that in the comics. Like that's not so far-fetched. Yeah. She actually does, you know, spearhead that conversation of like, that's an unfair perception. Let's talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And of course, Tony Stark portrayed by Robert Downey Jr. No overlap, rip. Yeah. I miss Tony Stark. Probably not gonna happen. Probably not gonna happen. (laughs) Ever? And then, ever. And then fling, another fling, a notable fling in the comics, Mr. Luke Cage. Oof. <laughs> and a common thread with many of the men Jen has dated in the superhero realm is that they're all like physical, men of physical power. Like men that are very strong. Physical specimens. Yes, all these a, specimens. Of a man. Yeah. And so, of course, and for clarity's sake, Jen and Luke dated before he ended up with and marrying Jessica Jones. Uh, and I mentioned in our Jessica Jones episode, Jess and Jen are quite good friends in the comic books. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. And then, of course, in the MCU kinda side, Luke Cage portrayed by the handsome Michael Coulter uh, in the Netflix series, yet to be seen in the new era of Defenders. I hope they bring him back, but I don't know if they will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sad. I don't think they will. I really don't. Ugh. Unfortunate, but he's beautiful. Never say never. I know. I want him back. Bring him back. Um, and then another another fling that Jen had, if you can believe it, Hercules. The god? Yes. <laughs> Duck. Jen's got game. <laughs> and she definitely she definitely had her a piece of so, uh, Son of Zeus. so funny because we just got Hercules in and the MCU. And we just got Hercules in the MCU. So that didn't work so much in the comics because in the comics, and I, I'm sure he'll be a little bit of this in the MCU, he's quite sexist. He's a little, he's a little bit of machismo, like porky pig. And he's kind of a 
you know, anyway. Um, but he did very much get wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, by Jen. She kicked him <laughs> out. She kicked him out the next morning. Nice. Good for her. And now he's currently in a relationship. I remember I mentioned this in a previous episode. I think Jane, Jane Foster, he's in a relationship with Novar, AKA Marvel boy, who is coincidentally a big part of secret invasion in the comic books. And both of them are now guardians of the galaxy. So interesting, more interesting threads that are being created. And of course in the MCU, his name is Hercules Pahalenios portrayed by Brett Goldstein <laughs> from Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's kind of exceptional. I was saying, I was telling a friend the other day, like I had, he was, Hercules was on the daily calendar. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, I'm so used to him being drawn in modern age that I forget what other artists have drawn him like. But that specific artist, and I'm not readily remembering who it was, it looked like Brett Goldstein. I was like, you know huh. what? Actually, he does look a lot like him, depending on... Yeah, if you're thinking like early aughts, 90s, maybe even older, he does look like him. He see, looks like see him quite a bit. my vision of, of Hercules is the Disney animated movie. Like ah. that's my... Yeah, fair. That's my caricature yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of Hercules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you, do you remember, not to stare too far, of course, but do you remember like the fan castings for the real life version of that? No, I don't. I don't remember no. if they're fan castings or potential like in the running. Yeah. Chris Pratt interesting i was like no wow no no love him but no no i don't think so yeah so uh so we'll see if that movie still gets made but he was first and last seen in the mcu in thor love and thunder uh clearly coming back don't know when (laughs) but uh that'd be interesting to see with jen walters um this next one this next one is very very interesting because again it's these small threads that could be tugged and tugged and tugged and pulled into another direction. Um, name must be very familiar to many people. John Jameson Third, who is an astronaut that found the Godstone on the moon that later turned him into a lycanthropic supervillain known as Manwolf. <laughs> Jeff's giving me faces. Interesting. And... He and Jen dated during the comic book version of Civil War in 2006, I believe, and eventually got married. So this is Jennifer Walters' ex-husband in the comics. Um, But, womp womp, the marriage dissolved and was later annulled after it was revealed that Star Fox, Mm -hmm. now portrayed by Harry Harry Styles, Styles. (laughs) influenced Jen's infatuation for John Jameson III. And, of course, if he hadn't noticed, John Jameson III is indeed the son of J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. I was waiting for the clarification. From Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> so so this, is, this is the astronaut werewolf son of James jo- and John J. 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 Jameson. Say that three more times. Oh, my God. John J. J. John J. 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 His name is my name. That's what I got. Amazing. Um, and believe it or not, John Jameson III has been portrayed not once but twice in the Sony Cinematic Universe. Um, portrayed by Daniel Gillies in Spider-Man 2. He was the guy, the astronaut guy that was dating Mary Jane. Do you remember? Spider-Man 2. 
Spider-Man 2, when she was doing the Broadway show and she was like, oh, that's John Jameson third. Yes. And then he was more recently in Sony Pictures' Venom, portrayed by Chris O'Hara. He's barely in it. Okay. It's in the very beginning of the film. There's a crash, spaceship, something about a Jameson, and he's being wheeled away, and that's all it is. Uh, um, but yes, in, in the films, like, uh, uh, you know, our, our lovely friend um, who portrayed John Jameson. What's his name? Jonah Jameson. Jonah Jameson. Jay Jameson. Oh my gosh, gosh, what's his name? What, what's his real name? I'm forgetting J.K. His, J.K. J.K. Simmons. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, like, so iconically, my son, the astronaut. It's like how he announces, right. my son, the astronaut. The astronaut. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> you know where I was when I was little. I was just like, I'm going to sound like J. Jonah and James. My son, the astronaut. Um, very iconic meme. Uh, and with like with many things with Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures Universe, there is no actual crossover with any of these things. So Not I, yet. I know. <laughs> Will we see She-Hulk and 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 John Jameson, Man-Wolf? No. Uh, no. But <laughs> there is Werewolf by Night. There is. That's a hop, skip, and a jump away from Man-Wolf. Uh, but again, Sony. Probably not. Yeah. And of course, the big one that we uh, that's on everybody's minds, Matt Murdock. Daredevil. Matty Murdock. Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. Daredevil, <laughs> the goat. The goat. Oh my god, I love him so much. Matty boy. So, Matty boy. So, so many things to say about this character, but I'm about to shatter all your hopes and dreams here, because in the comic books, this is a big one. Like this is this was like on top Google searches of like, did Matt Murdock and Jennifer Walters date in the comics or anything mm. like that? Because people want to know. People want to know like, is this yeah. gonna happen for real? And so despite being characters of the 60s and 80s, mm-hmm. respectively, Daredevil and She-Hulk hadn't met until the halfway point of, if you can believe it, 2004's House of M. Whoa. Wow. The House of M? Jesus. 20 years later, after She-Hulk came out, they hadn't met until that storyline. And... I found this incredible story because I clearly wasn't the only nerd with this in mind <laughs> <laughs> from the popverse.com verbatim from November, 1979 through September, 2000 2022 mm-hmm. Jennifer Walters and Matt Murdock have appeared in the same comic 105 times of the 105 times that they appeared together. 47 of those issues never have them sharing a scene. Of the remaining 58 issues, oh my gosh. 49 of those issues, <laughs> 49 of those comics feature She-Hulk and Daredevil in the same room, but not interacting. Despite the two being superhero lawyers that both operate in New York City, She-Hulk and Daredevil have only been seen directly interacting in nine comics. Nine of 105 comics shared together over the span of 42 years. That's crazy. Nine comics. And even then, it still took nine years for them to have that one panel together. One panel in a whole comic. My gosh. So they built all that character chemistry off of one panel. 
That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I was like, I thank God somebody did it. Because I was like, really, I was like, that, I don't recall anything except for the most recent, the Dan Slot run. I don't recall anything. And I was like, I'm not crazy. They literally had nine, nine years to actually even have a panel after. That just proves that someone in there is reading right right? and that's very (laughs) true yeah so so nevertheless both accomplished lawyers in their respective rights they both run in similar circles sure in the comics they're like yeah they're lawyers they're of course they're gonna bump heads here and there um they just you know the basic understanding is that they're probably too busy they're probably too busy to hang out they're probably too busy being superheroes too busy doing their own thing yeah that it never just happens even though it seems obvious they should and so thankfully they've they've kind of sifted through that mess for the show. And Maddie Boy's first appearance in the show is like in the courtroom. So it makes total sense. And of course, our beloved goat, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, portrayed by Charlie Cox. First seen in Netflix's Daredevil. Do I remember which year that was? 2015, maybe? Yeah, I think so, yeah. around there. Yeah, previously seen in Spider-Man No Way Home and last seen in the season finale for She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Um, and shout out to, uh, I wanted to shout out the end credit artist, Kagan McLeod, um, who so perfectly captured Daredevil's walk of shame. <laughs> and he does all that beautiful artwork that's featured in the end yes. credits. Um but yes, we got uh, a comment on that. I believe it was Ariel Tima from Instagram. Thoughts on the She-Hulk Daredevil romance? I mean, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I'm all for it. I think, well, their chemistry is just off the charts. It's insane, right? Like Insane. Like she said it. So she's like. When she, said, she said the camera. She's like, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling this. You're feeling this too, right? And she's like, I'm not the only one feeling this, right? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I was yes. like, yes, I queen. totally fully did not expect them to be linked romantically. I will say that. So, oh, yeah? so that bedroom scene took me oh, out. Really? To, uh, to, really? I was just like, interesting. Oh. It happened. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh. Which is, of course, my eyes. <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> You guys didn't know that is a friends reference. <laughs> Go watch that scene. Amazing. Yeah, Maddie like, Boy. Oh, Maddie they're, Boy they're going, is they're going full raunchy. And I was like, he's you know, scandalous Catholic boy. He loved this. I love this for her and for him. Yeah. Because, yeah, it is interesting because, like, you know, people were, oh, they changed the characters. Oh, he's so different. And I'm like, well, no, because if you do indeed go back and rewatch, you know, iconic episodes from Daredevil, I freaking rewatched the entire series. And he is still the same. He's very funny in Daredevil. He says things all the time. Yeah. Where you're just like, (laughs) that's not supposed to be funny, but it's really funny. Yeah. But because the show tonally was so much more serious and so much more dark, it resonates different in a scenario where he is ketchup and mustard and he is next to a giant green woman. Um, But yeah, I feel like tonally he was still the same character. And so it was interesting to see him say things like, oh, next time I'm in town, I'll, I'll take you to dinner. And then her just to be forthright and be like, how about we just skip that and go for it? Like, just cut to the chase. Yeah. Like, and I think that's very much reminiscent of their characters. But 
again, like coming coming from the comic book perspective of like, yeah, no, they've never actually had a romantic entanglement is kind of interesting. Yeah. And I, I understand why they didn't do it in the comic books. In the MCU, I'm like, it kind of freaking works. I kind of like that. And it's different from where he's been, you know, he's kind of like always been on a perpetual like rebound, right? He's always, ah, he dated Electra and he's trying to find it again and he kind of gets the crush on Karen and sees Karen. How's it, yeah, how did that, how did that end? A little the, bit of Claire. End, they didn't. <sighs> they, well, at the very, very end of season three, they, I believe they decided to just all be friends Got because- it. Karen was so busy and he was so busy. Yeah. Then they ended up having Nelson Murdoch and Paige, which is what they turned their firm yes. into, right? And that was it. And Electra had like died. Yes. And so she was out of the picture and Claire had already gone and moved um, over to Luke Cage and that show. Yes. By then. So she had exited. So he didn't have anybody so as a Matt's romantic just, interest. You know, freestyling. He's freestyling. Okay. He was like, I'm gonna go on a little work trip to San Fran. <laughs> oh. Which it was wait, it was no, it was it LA. was it was LA. It was LA. Which still also is again, it's it's very derivative of the books because again, I mean we mentioned this in our episodes for Daredevil and, and Black Widow. There's a moment where where Matty Boy skips from New York to California. He's practice practicing up north, but LA is it's a forty five minute plane Flight, ride. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait for uh, his series, man. <laughs> I'm ready. It wouldn't it's twenty four though, right? Probably twenty four. Something like that. Born again. It's eighteen episodes, it's fine. We'll, oh we'll be fine. Oh my god. That's so <laughs> wild. I'm still like, wow, that's um, gonna be so great. His yeah. updated suit in Love the show his is more comic yeah. accurate suit with the you got the horns going, yeah. the the gold the it's almost like like Iron Man red and gold. It kind of is actually. But, you know. But, but you know what? I love that I didn't even think of that until just now. Until you just said that. Until what? Didn't even think about. Oh it. really? Didn't even think about it. It was just very like Daredevil. Yeah. 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 Daredevil or in Jen's eyes, I'm not gonna be scared of a guy dressed as ketchup and mustard. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking more of that before Iron Man. <laughs> I was like, he's ketchup and mustard. But you know what I really do love most of all are these people who and I I don't I don't scan Twitter as much as you do when it comes to MCU reacts and stuff. Oh, but I see all the hate. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm Whether sure. You should, you should see my timeline. I don't even want all to. Of, all of my sports teams yeah. have been doing horrible. Yeah. And then you have MCU, just people hate, <laughs> hate MCU just haters. Mad. <laughs> it's it's horrible. Yeah, I, it's, I I I'm struggling. Die. My oh. mental. Health, I I need to delete Twitter, it's but I can't. Doom scrolling at its worst, but but I I will say I I did find some joy in po posts of people like realizing right like they're they're finally like oh let's embrace Daredevil. He's like officially MCU, right? Yeah. And people doing the comparison and the realization of like. Oh, he's red and yellow because of his dad. And I'm like, oh, sweet baby. <laughs> like, oh my God. It was always from the get go that was the idea because that was his first costume, right? Uh, and it was made from his dad's costume in the beginning in the comics. Yes. But to see like totally new audiences that are new to this whole character 
making those connections and rewatching the Netflix series as a result and, and not making fun of his outfit being yellow and red, but just more like, oh, it's a homage to his father. It's like kind of awesome. I kind yeah. of love that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I love, I kind of love that they get along, but I could also see them being adult enough to be like, we had a good time. Yeah, yeah we had a good time. Well, I'll see you later. You like that? You like the, <laughs> you like the Holly scene? dude (laughs) watching that again today i was like oh my god and it's so well shot i I love how they paid homage to the netflix daredevil oh my gosh but then the second part of that hallway scene it's like so good this is my show baby (laughs) like this is she hulk show and i was like love that (laughs) like don't you know it's like don't don't give me a full maddie hallway scene i love that yeah and this i don't remember if we talked about this off mic or not but I, I, I love that they're breaking the perception, the preconceived expectations that people always yes. seem to have, right? They're going to tease it. They're going to pay homage. They're, yes. they're going to recognize it, but yes. they're also going to be like, nope. nope. <laughs> exactly. It's Jen show, and baby. I loved that. Yeah. I love that. Cause because I, cause I thought that hallway, the, the, his fight, yeah. his small fight scene that he had in the hallway, I was like, oh, he's back. I yeah. was like, ah. Yeah. Exactly. And then like he got ready, he got set up and ready for another like that fight. pose, by the way, yeah. money shot, money yeah. shot. And then just Jen comes through the roof and <laughs> I was like, like, we're not doing yes, this. Yes, queen. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Don't let these people forget. And then it turned into like a quip of like, he's like, you just can't get that, that, that math right. <laughs> and <laughs> It's so, they're, it's great. They're, 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 they're banter even yeah. during that when they broke into that fight. Um, yeah. She's like, we don't have time for this for your hour long like yeah, hallway scene. I don't I, like what I forget the line, but I Jen made like a quip to to leave frog da 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 da. Yeah, and then rip it a ribbit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Daredevil in the back, he was like, he's like, uh, I just watched a lot of uh, Law and Order or whatever he oh, said. Oh yeah, he's like, I watched a lot of crime shows. Yeah, I watched a lot of crime shows. Like, how does how does he know? Like, <laughs> oh, I watched a lot of crime shows. <laughs> it's so good, <laughs> and apparently. I mean, not to to go more into like we love Charlie Coxland, but he apparently did his own stunts. Yes, <gasps> I saw that on Twitter today. Amazing! I think he, he started doing his own stunts, and the and the stunt corners were like, "Oh my god, he's like, leaning he in." Can, he can do he can do all this stuff. But then there was another quote that I that Charlie Cox said was like, "Like oh, I can't wait." Like I hope they use a lot of CGI also for the Daredevil show because I, he wants to show off. Daredevil's acrobatics. Ooh. That obviously he can't do physically. I stand a king. Yeah. Oh, I love him so much. And he understands yeah, he the character. It. I love him. He gets oh, it. Oh, I'm so happy for him. Yeah. I'm so happy to have him back. But yeah, so that's that's about it as far as uh, She-Devil, as someone so cleverly coined um, on Twitter goes. We, we don't know how far this romance will go or if it'll even last longer than it did on the show, but... It was a good pairing. I hope to see more of them fighting side by side together in the future. Maybe. Maybe. And so that brings us to other versions and in other media. And so right off the bat, we got a listener comment from Instagram. Captain Cheese. Oh, my guy. Hey, what's up? Um, Who asks, did she ever have any kids? If so, who was the father? (laughs) Natalia. 
I feel like Caesar's in the know and he just wants to complicate your mental health. Because he, he, he knows he, how he I'm kn- going to He knows deliver. stuff, but he yeah. just wants to hear it out loud. He wants to hear it out loud and he <laughs> wa- I think he wants to hear your reaction to it. Go ahead. So are you ready for, I to go read da- it. Are, I you, are you ready to go down this dark path with I, me, Jeff? I haven't, I haven't looked at it, so go ahead. Okay. And so I put on my notes in bold capital letters. Are you ready to go somewhere weird, G? So. Let's go. All right. Strap in. This is about to be crazy. <laughs> so, so, so. On Earth 807128, most notable as the Earth introduced an old man Logan, where a majority of the nation has been overrun by supervillains, and the nation itself has been renamed America with a K. We talked about this, I think, in a Hawkeye episode. Yes. Bruce and Jen. Whoa. Unfortunately, and indeed... Bread children. That's gross. (laughs) And so it gets worse. So due to their unique physiology, because they're both hulks, they can't, they can't reproduce with anybody else. No host is. Yes. The radiation kills. From within Jen. Oh, that's okay. 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 Yes. You see where I'm going with this. And so, but two hulks together. No problem. Two radiation, two gamma radiation, yeah. No problem. They're sure. fine. So <laughs> they were one another's only match for breeding offspring in this really uh, dystopian, apocalyptic world. Sure. And as science would ensure, their children were not only laced with gamma blood, but inbred. And they were later known as the Hulk Gang. And so they're like scavengers. They become scavengers and like they... they there's like they use like a an old Fantastic Four, like a they the Fantastic Four have this like very iconic ship, and it's made of four pieces that kind of unify, and so this Hulk gang, and it's made of his, well their, uh, mm-hmm. children and grandchildren, and they all look hulky and they're all a little deformed, and they basically pick off of the Earth and they they they're crime bosses they're like they're like a gang. They pick on people like, did you, did you pay your rent? You didn't pay your rent? All right, we're, the Hulk gang's coming after you. And so that's the role that they play in that universe. Wow. <laughs> that dystopian universe. And they never actually mention what happens to Jen thereafter, which is kind of weird. Like she just oh. has the babies in somewhere. She just Interesting. disappears. Now I'm wondering like how Scar came to be now. Yeah. Well, his mama. Oh. She's, she's a beautiful Sakarian, oh. bald, blue lady i think she's blue kind of like nebula but not got it yeah it's interesting it's interesting but we'll see we'll see if she's represented i feel like if anywhere they might bring them into guardians of the galaxy so who knows you know but that's it she didn't have any other kids in any other universe that's pretty much it they're sadly of an an apocalyptic world and inbred and (laughs) (laughs) and so i i uh decided to leave uh, a much needed palate cleanser she-Hulk also appears, you know, as far as other versions go. She-Hulk also appears um, in a few cartoons, including her debut in Hulk, the animated series, in 1996. Um, voiced by Lisa Crane and Cree Summer. And so this was basically, uh, you know, we mentioned very, very briefly in a previous episode that it was released after the success and impending demise of the then-released X-Men, the animated series... Um, as well as Spider-Man, the animated series, and concurrent with Fantastic Four and Iron Man. So it's this tiny, 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 you know, like sliver of the 90s 
um, where Marvel's just pumping out all these cartoons and some of them were great and some of them were not so great. And uh, yeah, She-Hulk was in a couple of those. And I think she was in the Spider-Man series as well, maybe an episode or two. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but with all that said, what is the future of this character in the MCU? And we actually got two questions or comments about this from mm-hmm. Instagram, Vibranium Queen and uh, Ariel Tima. Um, what is something from the comic you want to see in a future episode? As well as, do you think She-Hulk will make a movie appearance? <laughs> and so from the comics, I don't know. I just kind of feel like the series really, really did nail so much. I'd like to see more of Jen in court, but like better than <laughs> what she does. Because Matt, Matt mowed her down. Matt just obliterated yes. her, her counsel. Yes, he just came in and was oh, like, yeah. yeah. I'd love to see top tier lawyer Jennifer Walters um, or She-Hulk, if you will. Um... And you know what I gotta say, we didn't. We, we're not talking about teams so much in these episodes because I just feel like they're so broad and so expansive that I don't like to to bring them up as much. But for She-Hulk in particular, she does essentially lead a force at oh, one point in the comics, drawn, drawn by my lovely friend Jorge Molina. Um, she's very much at the forefront of that team, and so if we were gonna talk about anything and seeing her in anything from the comics. A-Force, for sure. I would 100% right. love that. Um, but yeah, do you think she'll make a movie appearance? What do you think, Jeff? I mean, Kevin said at the end... Kevin, I'm Kevin, in movie? or Kevin acronym Kevin? Kevin acronym Kevin. Yeah. He was like, I get a movie? He's like, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no. That was so cute. She um, was so excited. In a movie? I mean, I like her in show form because it, it like we kind of got a little bit of it where like this season, it was nine episodes, right? Nine, yes. Yeah, but it's like every episode was different. Like a different there there was maybe one overarching. It was a very soft overarching yeah. storyline though, because it just got shot down at at the, in the finale. <laughs> yeah, the intelligentsia. Yeah, yeah. But like the episode of, you know, the the shapeshifter, you know, the shapeshifter. Runa, yeah. Um like uh, obviously the 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 Luke Jacobson, you know that was when Matt came in, mm-hmm. and the Mystery Immortal. So mm-hmm. it was just like, it was like, a, like Law and Order or or Suits, the mm. show Suits, where it's like a different. Yeah. It's, it's Meghan it, Markle. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> uh, it's like a different kind of like show, like a different case every episode right and they they just do lawyer stuff they yeah. use like the language of, of yeah. lawyers and you're like oh i'm invested in this mm-hmm. so if there was like a, some way to do that while still combining the superhero ability of it if that has to take like a if that has to take a back seat a little bit that's that's also fine yeah but you know like showcase the lawyerness of it like or like yeah. how they did it for 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 uh, for Daredevil the Netflix series yeah they showed him, they showed him and Foggy lawyering it up yeah let yeah. Jen lawyer it up I would love to yeah. oh my gosh you know? yeah 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 I agree yeah I don't know I I too enjoy the episodic format for her and also just in general right like getting to know these characters even even as far back as WandaVision onward and getting to know the characters in a longer span of time yes which is essentially equivalent for each character, a two hour movie, right? If you break it down. Yeah. Two hours of getting to know Wanda, getting to know Vision, Bucky, etc. 
And so I, yeah, I almost don't, I, I would love to see her in a, in, a, in a movie or two or three, but I do want another season. I would like another season as well. Would love another season. Too much to ask? I don't know. But like treat it like like yeah. treat it like Law and Order SVU. Yeah, right. You know. And I hear that the contracts are very different, right? Like like Oscar Isaac apparently only signed that, that one season. That yeah. one season, so he is free to do whatever he wants. But if and when they call him back, well, aside season two, obviously they're filming. Yeah. Um, but they only sign per project now, so. Yeah, I think 100% she not only deserves her second season, I believe they're going to give her a second season. Beyond that, not sure. Yeah. Not sure. Like, maybe she'll pop up in Daredevil. But even then, I'm kind of skeptical. Yeah. I really don't think she will. Like, where, I think, like where else she could, where else could she where pop else up could she? Yeah. that and, and also contribute to the larger, you know, storyline? Right. Yeah, because it's think, hard. Yeah. And I think, I think the most obvious possible opportunity would be wherever they expand on Bruce's yes. Sakar stuff. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. There's, a, there's a lot of character. It's hard to juggle this many characters. And then with, yeah. you know, secret invasion coming out, secret wars. Yeah. Um, Cause she's essentially also the new Hulk. Yeah. Right. And then in, in Avengers movies, it's like, I know people like would love to see, all these characters in one movie or right. whatever. Let's say it's it's one movie, two parts, and they want they want to see like 50, 40, 40, 50 characters. And you're like, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. But don't get mad when each character can only get yeah. a minute of a screen minute. time. Not if that. You know? Yeah, like, two lines. Like rewatch rewatch Infinity War and rewatch Endgame. I I remember seeing the complaints saying especially specifically Endgame. I remember seeing like Oh, they didn't show enough of. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not the story. <laughs> There's little and twenty-eight like, people in this I movie. I would have loved to see the Guardians kick more butt in there too. Yeah, but yeah. it's also like, yeah, that's not the that's not the story. And also, we know how much ended up on the cutting room floor because of 100%. time. You yeah. know, like and, and, and for the record, to, to, to the to the fans and people who watch MCU daily, no movie studio is going to release a four-hour movie. Yeah. Ever. No, yeah. If you guys knew how expensive it was to distribute that, yeah. you'd be like, oh God, okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, I, there's a reason why they have to keep movies at two a and certain, a half, yeah. three hours, only if they know that movie is going to make yeah. a billion dollars. Which, related but not related, I wonder how it was back in the day for Gone with the Wind, because that is the four-hour movie. It is. Titanic also, you know, like, what was it and how much did it cost and how much would that cost now? Yeah. Like, holy cannoli. It's a, it's a movie that needs an intermission. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, and people don't have that kind of time. People, yeah. people just want to be fed like yeah. what's given on the screen. They don't want to like mm-hmm. wait and wait and wait. And they'll, right. they'll complain about like, oh, it should have been longer. But it's like, oh, in reality... If yeah. you if you want to go buy a movie and you and tell and tell your mom and dad or whoever and be like oh let's go watch this and be like oh like they check it and they buy tickets it's like like oh you didn't say it was a yeah. three hour and fifty minute movie <laughs> I don't know if I want to yeah do that <laughs> when's a good time because all go of a sudden now a mid, now a midnight showing becomes you get home at four in the morning yeah yeah no yeah no exactly. one's gonna do that no one wants to do that anymore <laughs> that's very true so. I don't know. I don't know where, where Jen ends up again. Um, for sure, a season two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like you know, what can she contribute? Yeah. You know, and yep. I think it's just it's tough now. I will say because before in the Infinity Saga, mm-hmm. everybody kind of got 
it was, it was easy to give certain characters their their final goodbye mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. and there was only a handful of characters while still ushering in the new wave mm-hmm. like your ant-mans um your your, your buckies mm-hmm. uh your falcons wanda's whatever because mm-hmm. now they have their own projects but yeah. now that we have so many marvel projects that are in that just they're they're introducing more rather than taking away yeah it's kind of like okay like our now our characters is going to kind of like like fizzle off in mm-hmm. the distance like they'll get their seasons in a movie or just movies and you know and then that's it mm-hmm. or are we are, are we going to see she hulk three years from now yeah right. four years from now you know what i mean that's so crazy. it's tough but yeah. i think that just comes with it and mm-hmm. i think marvel's aware of that yeah you just have to be like look like and then it just depends on real life people's schedules. Exactly. And what they want to do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. I don't know. I hope for one more season, a couple movie appearances. Yep. And then if that's it, that's that's fine with me because mm-hmm. we like like we've talked about there are an endless amount of, <laughs> of characters, characters. Yeah. That they can introduce. Yes. And Hulks for that matter. Yeah. And I think that they've done they've done She-Hulk a, a great justice in just um in a season alone but of course again she deserves a little more yeah are you ready for it probably what is the most interesting almost was that we'll ever have let's do it is there <laughs> this is wild is this it, is like okay. a, this is a ride so um for she hulk there was believe it or not many 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 a name um, linked to this character um, honorable mentions for those almost cast as Jen, Jen Walters in the MCU uh, includes are you ready for it Allison Brie wow yeah Dave Franco's wife and from Glow which I actually ended up loving I don't know if have you watched Glow? I haven't I've seen the trailers and everything it's very but good I heard it was good yeah it's very very good Definitely not what I expected aside the 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 awesome wrestling. Um, Zoe Chow, Jillian Jacobs, and bodybuilder Karina Everson. But the history for casting this character actually stems even further than the usual MCU icon. So back in the day, piggybacking on the success of The Incredible Hulk in the 1970s, New World Pictures attempted to create a series for Jen in the 90s starring volleyball star Gabrielle Reese as She-Hulk and Baywatch actress Mitski Capture as Jen Walters. And so when that show didn't materialize, the studio then attempted to produce a film instead with Brigitte Nielsen, mm-hmm. who was an 80s star. She was in Red Sonja okay. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. She's a very statuesque, I don't know, six foot three. Um, I believe she's Belgium oh, wow. or something. Yeah, uh, she w- used to be a supermodel. Um, and she was in the lead role. Uh, uh, and that film was to be directed by Larry Cohen. And so that production didn't take off, but they got as far as to produce a photo shoot of Brigitte Nelson as She-Hulk. Oh. And so, and I put Mamma Mia, because that's what she looked like in, in the, uh, the 80s, 90s. 
So they Whoa. they got that close that they were going to. And so like for those of you who are even remotely familiar with Brigitte Nelson's like physique, she is very She-Hulk like. Yeah. In in that she's very tall oh, and yeah. she was cut and muscular in that day. And so what they basically did was give her green hair and a green outfit, but she herself was human colored so i was like uh, i don't know what that <laughs> but uh but it was a fair it was a fair try like that was like sure that was cool um but none of these things ever materialized beyond this point um and last but not least once upon a time nick cage i swear to god this guy never quits nick cage wanted to see a she-hulk film come to light starring his ghostwriter co-star, Eva Mendez. Wow. So he was going to produce that film um, with the infamous Avi Arad. Wow. <laughs> exactly. But as we know, never came to be. Because of scheduling, because of licensing, all that good stuff never happened. So Avi Arad and Nick Cage with Eva Mendez almost made a She-Hulk film. That is... Insane. Yeah. And that's in the 2000s, right? Cause, yeah. Because Ghost Rider came out, Ghost Rider 1 and 2 came out fairly early in the in the aughts. But uh, yeah, imagine that. Um, With that, I do have one last pop quiz for you before we, we, we descend into the end of the show. Oh. Uh, Tatiana is undoubtedly one of the brightest additions to the new MCU. Yes. What other known role was she notably auditioned for, has she notably auditioned for in the Marvel Universe, but did not score? Oh, wow. So she auditioned for another character in the Marvel Universe, in the films. Who is it? My gut feeling right now, for some reason, just because I can maybe see it. Uh-huh. Jane Foster. Really? Yeah. Not Jane Foster. Okay. Sadly, not of the Marvel Studios universe. Oh, just Marvel projects. Marvel projects, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you give me a year range, or like a ten-year range? In the last. In the last decade. Oh, 2010, 2020. Wow. Hmm. Maybe even less than that. Last five years. Oh. Whoa. Let me let me double check. What, what Marvel projects that aren't MCU? Yeah, last five years. What Marvel projects in the M- that's not MCU have been? Wow, this is how much like MCU has just taken over the, <laughs> yeah, the right? game. Crazy. Yeah. Five years? Last five years. She auditioned for a role. Didn't get it. 2017 to about... But honestly, we probably won... We, we won. won. We won. Okay. Like, it's a good thing she didn't get this role. What? But even Marvel? if she had. What Marvel role? Movie role? What Movie role. What? What, what has even released? <laughs> That's not an MCU project. Yeah. Holy. Five, last five years. I'm like, okay, this is a, is this a, are we doing some, are we on some Venom stuff right here? Yes. Oh, oh, I'm getting warmer, y'all. I'm getting warmer. <laughs> I knew you could do it. <laughs> is it, what's her, what's her name? Is it? Venom's or Eddie Brock's opposite, the girl. Yeah, Michelle Williams's role. Yes, and weighing, and what? And weighing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Tatiana Maslany auditioned for the role of Anne Weying, 
who becomes she venom ironically enough she's another yes. she and uh she did not get the role she lost the role to michelle williams huh yeah didn't get it but you know what again we won <laughs> it's good okay for her. yeah good for her because she nailed a bigger better better role i think with she hulk not that she couldn't have crossed over in some fashion but yeah, i think Tatiana you know just kills it as she like she's she so really good. just she's a fantastic actor and yeah like fantastic i don't know i just think about all the i just think about all her fourth wall breaks yeah throughout the show it's and so it's just good. like even that even that promo that she did the other day where she was like when they were like oh is it is it easy to like it was something about the um, like not talk about secrets of the mcu she's like oh yeah it's so easy and then she turns to the camera she's like we would get murdered or whatever she said. Like, we that was would, an interview? She said they posted it somewhere. Did you oh, not Marvel? see that? Oh, Marvel? Yeah. Oh, I got it. Oh. You got to yeah, see yeah. it. Maybe we can drop the soundbite in here. Was the process of filming and such what you expected or did things like extra emphasis on secrecy change things for you? It was easy. They would throw me in Marvel jail if I said anything. But it's so good. And she's just so good. Yeah. Like, I can't emphasize better because... Again, as somebody who's not at all familiar with her acting, or at least on a minimal scale before the series, yeah. I'm so utterly impressed yes. by her. I'm just like, dang, dude, she that's, knows how to deliver. She's funny. She can be dramatic. That's acting. She it's, just she's gets so it. good. Yeah, she gets it. Um, so yeah, she was almost Anne Wang, which is Crazy. so bizarre. Um, so uh, finally, su some suggested reading. I'm not going to go into detail too much because it's pretty pretty, pretty cut and dry, but. Introduce yourself to the 1980s run of Savage She-Hulk. Start from the beginning, read about a year in, give it until like, you know, issue 12 or 15. It's pretty good, pretty good wrangle on the character. As well as the 2004-2005 runs of She-Hulk by my friend Dan Slott. <laughs> Love him! <laughs> Dan Slott, who is also returning to Spider-Man. Oh, is he? So he's going to be writing the new Spider-Man series very, very soon. Um, and then the 2022 run this year by Rainbow Rowell, uh, Roge Antonio, Luca Maresca, and my dear friend Rico Renzi coloring the books with covers by Jen Bartel. It's a fun, new, sensational She-Hulk. Um, yeah, it's, it's worth the read. And so that's the end of the show. Hey. Goat. Goat. <laughs> uh, Greenest of all she, time. Yeah. She, <laughs> the more we talk about She-Hulk and now that we have the full project yeah. that's out there. Yeah. I'm just like. <sighs> what a way to like knock it out of the park for a lesser known. Who is a lesser known, let's be honest, character. I remember the t the talk before the show even came out when the first trailer. Yeah. Oh my they God. Were, all the. Oh, yeah, you guys were they weren't even giving it a chance yeah yeah and then you know then, i mean sure like they're this show brought you know tari cox back and daredevil mm -hmm. back but i think but you take you take daredevil out it's still it's still amazing oh my gosh yeah thinking about it back no. in in san diego you know like sitting in that hall and feeling the energy of excitement and then yes of course the surprise of like whoa daredevil's back sure but yeah. like she hulk herself in the way that even the supporting cast all of them are solid they were They're amazing all, all of them yeah so good Chem yeah. the chemistry on the cast of the show was pretty top-notch yeah i agree yeah wholly agreed so thanks for listening guys Woo! so for our next episode we're gonna dive back into the world of wakanda 
just in time for the film for Black Panther 2, the sequel Wakanda Forever. And we're going to cover fan favorite with M'Baku. So yeah, keep your eyes out, your ears peeled for that, coming soon. We are Groot Salute to Katie, Melanie, Laura, Claire, Andrea, Nats, Robin, Joe Liz, Ariel, the Arachnerd, Ed, Ashley, Tyler, Jenny, and Andrew. Follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. Rate it. Subscribe. Five stars. She-Hulk smash. Only five stars. Four stars, too. That's fine. <laughs> Not three or two, She-Hulk but She-Hulk smash that five. Five stars. Five, five. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is known for its big spectacles and high stakes plot lines. But it's often said that Marvel movies all end the same way. Wait, who's saying that? Perhaps this is a result of following some unwritten rule that you have to throw a bunch of plot and flash and a whole blood thing that seems super suspiciously close to super soldier serum at the audience in the climax.